Hello and welcome to the Salcast on Saturday the 26th of May 2012. I'm your host Dan Train. Joining me today, Zachary Burgess. You very nearly said Tuesday. I very nearly said Tuesday. And uh, Robert Kemp. That I am. That <laughs> I am. You say Robert Kemp. I Just a singular. Is that going to be your your um, crappy uh, uh, pop star day? That is. I am. That, that I am. <laughs> As opposed to Will I am. That's basically my answer to any question. Like, like, like. You know, your mama or something, you can just sort of turn around and say, That I am. <laughs> what? So, I'm not so, sure that's a good retort. I don't know. <laughs> you fucking go, mate. <laughs> it's probably better than that. That I am. You know, agreeing with people tends to, you know, win many arguments or, you know, not win arguments. <laughs> 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 that that's weird. <laughs> With some of the day, agreeing with people tends to win many arguments. Well, or the other side, arguments you agree with them, it, it stops confrontation. That's true. That's true. <laughs> about winning arguments, though. Well, it depends who you're arguing with, I guess. If it's if you're backing someone up, then you just agree with them, and that helps win the argument. I don't know. <laughs> Okay. PS3s are way better than Xbox. That's what I am. <laughs> wow, you're Mr. PlayStation. I think you won that argument there, Rob. <laughs> we'll put this to the test. Either that or people will just like get confused, raise an eyebrow and slowly walk away. Is that another technique for winning it arguments? Is, yes. It's probably more effective Bring than that I am. <laughs> raise an eyebrow. Which eyebrow do you think? I think most people. I don't know. Do, is there an the eyebrow, eyebrow preference? Yeah. I, I well, I find left. it easier to raise my left eyebrow. Yeah. Is that a. I feel like I go right. <laughs> I go right. <laughs> my face muscles struggle with the right eyebrow for it's some your, reason. It's your uh, eyebrow handedness. <laughs> yeah, apparently. <laughs> yeah. I go left. Which way did Spock go? Because that's the important one. You'd have to flip it. Cause yeah, because it's too Surely it's yeah. more important about if we pay attention to the one that's actually known as the people's eyebrow. Which way did the rock go? <laughs> the rock, yeah. See, I think it's on the left, which would be his right. Or did he raise a different eyebrow depending on what he could smell <laughs> cooking? <laughs> <laughs> so there's the bacon eyebrow. That's how you could tell. And there's the cheese eyebrow. So when he's making the cheese and bacon toasty, he just looks surprised. <laughs> okay. What? The, the smell of cheese cooking. <laughs> just cheese. Yeah. Just cooking. <laughs> cooking a big whole lump of cheese. If you melt cheese, you'll sort of cooking cheese. Yeah. I mean, you fondue, really, basically. I guess, yeah. <laughs> Can you smell the rockets cooking? Cheese. <coughs> cheese has a smell. Yes. Therefore, you can smell what it's cooking. You just don't normally just cook a big lump of cheese, I think, isn't it? <laughs> A cheese toasty it has cheese in it, therefore you could smell it. It's like when you're making some kind of bacon-based dish. Generally, you smell the bacon, the bacon, and, bacon and, and it might be difficult to tell what the rest of the dish is. You're still cooking bacon. A bacon and bacon bake. Is that okay? <laughs> no, that's, it's chicken and bacon bake. Apart from that, it's like bacon, 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 bacon bake. <laughs> Sounds much cooler. I want to try a bacon and bacon bake. You could technically do two different types of bacon. You could have like bacon rashers, yeah. smoked and non-smoked, 
and then <laughs> or maybe something a little more varied than that, like lardons, bacon lardons, fucking lardons. <laughs> <laughs> What's a lardon? It's like a dice of dice. It's just like bacon. a chunk of meat, basically. <laughs> For some reason, they're called lardons. Oh, okay. Because they have the lardon. <laughs> that was why. You, that was why he's talking about that. <laughs> can you get bacon lardons then? Yeah. Yes. So you can put bacon lardons and just bacon in a bake. You can call it a bacon bacon <laughs> bacon and bacon bake. <laughs> if pigs had like more famous variants in their breed, I suppose you could have bacon from various well, different can, types of pig. Or you could have like Danish and English. Danish and English bake. Oh, it's a bake off. Bacon off. Bacon off. <laughs> bacon bake off. You have a bacon and bacon bacon. <laughs> bacon and bacon bake off. It's having it's just when you start putting an N in there instead of an N, it's, it's bacon and, and, <laughs> and bacon and bacon bacon. Ah, uh, I see. The <laughs> end of the apostrophes. Yeah. <laughs> bacon. <laughs> the toys are us. Bacon. Except they put they are the wrong way around. So they get doubly confusing. How do you pronounce that in Russian? Do you have to like, How do you change... pronounce the backwards R in Russian? Oh, yeah, you no. take the piss out of Toys R Us. Do you have to change the intonation? So instead of saying R, you have to go R. Because <laughs> <laughs> it's reversed. <laughs> toys R. Mm. Say it like a game show host. Maybe that's the, what they're going for. Toys R. <laughs> Possibly. The upwards inflection in the middle Aww. of the game. <laughs> so. Oh. Video games. Apparently. News! News! Uh-huh. And? What's, well, what's the news? It's been a bit of a crazy week, I suppose. Has it? Of, it's been a bit of <laughs> It's been a crazy week. <laughs> it's been a bit of news. Well, 38 Studios has been officially shuttered. Well, sort of. They fired everyone. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe they I'm, didn't get rid of the name. <laughs> I'm pretty sure that's, that, that's, that, as far as we're concerned, it's done. Which means, so what which begs make? the question, what's going to happen to the kingdoms of Amalur? Kingdoms of Amalur. Yeah. Is that the, were they the people that borrowed all that money off yeah, from that's the Stafford <laughs> Island? Yes. What the frack was that about? That's why they got shut down. Because they didn't pay it back. <laughs> so they couldn't afford it. I think they expected Kingdoms of Amalur to make more money or something. Well, they're expecting what million. What were they thinking? That is quite <laughs> insane. Yeah, I think that whoever it is, the... Not, I was going to say the mayor. The mayor of personally authorised this letter. I was going whoever signed the check was probably a bit more at fault than the studio themselves. What well, was, yeah, it, it, surely it's got to have been Senate. like whoever, whoever in Rhode Island wanted to give money to them didn't have any idea like how much money it actually cost to make or anything. Well, the idea was <laughs> that they'd be lots of jobs. Yeah, but I was like, how many jobs? Well, even? no, there was something like about that. they were going, gunning for three and a half thousand or something. <laughs> that they they provide the state with like three and a half thousand jobs. I might my numbers might be off, but it was some really high figure. Yeah, so who who and made the this employed, deal? The company employed four hundred people, <laughs> which is a bit different. Yeah, exactly. Who made this deal? It's like Mr. Dubber. Like two different sides. It's like both sides have somehow got up. It's like we're going to make thirty five hundred jobs, says the studio, and it's like. No, you're not. We're going to give you seventy-five million dollars to make a game. That's way too much. What are you doing, you idiots? Yeah, someone looked at it and then just sort of didn't look at it. Yeah, they just signed some shit. I mean, they, they made a quite a big fuss out of like the idea that they're going to create a whole bunch of jobs or have I don't know in Ireland for um, like support and DBA or whatever it is for uh, the old republic. But if the old republic doesn't, you know, the subscribers could drop off, and then those jobs are going to last, yeah. are they? Yeah. I mean, none of those kind of... I mean, World of Warcraft and 
possibly Eve. Not even Eve, though. I don't know. But constant support staff. It can't be that many. Well, maybe this agreement was... Like on a longer term basis, well, no, maybe it can't be if maybe, they've well, already maybe, had to start paying. Back I know, but the this, is the, this is the silly thing. Maybe thirty eight studios expected the the contract to run over <coughs> a longer period of time or something, so they could get the MMO off the ground, and then if it was successful, they'd have the Benjamins to <laughs> make the you know create jobs and and pay idea. back Rhode Island and stuff. But that that was never going to be the short term, like three or four year contract that it turned out to be, or something. That was never going to work in that time scale. So okay. maybe well, it might have done if they hadn't wasted all that time making a single play. <laughs> Perhaps <laughs> they just gone straight to the end. A lot of the tech was going to be reused. Well, yeah, but and it was a good game. Yeah, so it, sort of it kind of did quite well in terms of. Yeah, it, like, didn't, it didn't sell badly. Yeah, as as I know. probably would have got people to investigate the MMO had they then got yeah. to make it. Well, the interesting like thing talks about it, really. The interesting thing that comes out of this is that, like, days before the actual firing, um, one of the 38 Studios, like, higher-up guys, you know, somebody who's leading the MMO project, was basically said, seriously, we're, this is something special here. The game is further along than um, than you guys think. Like, sounding like it was actually probably getting near demo state. And... Um, uh, it, he used the phrase, and this is where things get intriguing. It's like, seriously, this will blow your mind. <laughs> and it's like that could just be marketing, but people Sounds generally like don't say that unless it's like actually probably quite good in people MMO. Generally, games. don't say that unless they're Peter Molly. <laughs> yes. Well, yeah. well, it's a bit. Of we doesn't really say blow your mind. He yeah. says it's pretty good. It's the Americanized version. We're gonna expand your dreams. <laughs> Some shit like that. Think of the possibility you could have a gay dog in the next. Do <laughs> <laughs> oh, you man. not have gay dogs in Fable Two? You could have dogs. Yeah, I don't know, could, could, well, they even have a male or female dog in. in no, I don't know. <laughs> Did you get a choice? They're probably genderless dogs, <laughs> which would make them both gay and not gay at the same time. <laughs> I don't think that's quite how it works. <laughs> <laughs> if you're asexual, are you both gay and not gay? Just imagine the meetings if you're doing a game with Peter Molyneux as the like creative director. Like you're working away on making a dungeon or something, and then you get called into a meeting. It's like I want a like, dog. Freaking fairies coming out of your ears or something. <laughs> Can we add a dog breeding segment? <laughs> like, dude, dude, I want to be able to create new breeds of dog. Can dude. we have a Chihuahua station, dude? Calm down. <laughs> we'll put a fucking dog in. Just calm down. <laughs> put a banging dog on it. <laughs> banging dog on it. <laughs> oh, man. So, yeah, I don't know. I was kind of interested. I wanted to see what they do. Because if they kept the combat from Kingdoms of Bend then it might have actually been interesting. Yeah, I mean... Combat, that combat wasn't that amazing. It's pretty good. It's pretty strong. By the sounds of it, Dragon's Dog might be the one to go for if you want really ridiculous combat. Well, what's this Korean MMO that's come out with this supposedly <laughs> awesome combat, relatively? I haven't seen it. I haven't actually seen... I saw some footage of the combat and it... I saw some footage of the game but not any combat. <laughs> like, I'm running up... Well, no, actually I guess I did see combat apart from what in the... I was the video I was watching. They were fighting such low level stuff. It was just like murder. Oh yeah. right, <laughs> it's like that's not helping me. Well, it seems like they have like massive monsters in the world, just generally wandering around that you can take on at any point, really, if you're feeling stupid enough. Final Fantasy Thirteen. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it looks exactly like that. Exactly like Apart that. Washing into a battle scene. Suppose, yeah, exactly. I suppose just Monster go... Hunter and Dark Souls would have done that as well. But yeah, I suppose. Dragon's Dogma, I suppose. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's I mean, where we're going. 
And then apparently, if you're nimble enough, you could, if you avoid getting whacked by one of these things, I mean, obviously at low level, that's going to insta kill you, but you hmm. could still win potentially. <laughs> you jumped around crazily enough. <laughs> so yeah, interesting. Speed runs in five minutes or something. <laughs> yeah, clearly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, because you gain quite a lot of levels, wouldn't you? I suppose. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. It might be quite funny. But yeah. But yeah, it's still like, a bit of a shame. I was kind of looking for. I wanted to see where that went. Mainly because out of intrigue, is I, I want know. an MMO that's not really that is different from MMOs. If you know yeah, I mean. that might happen. With now. the exception of Eve, because I know it's like one of a kind. Because but... like the old Republic kind of pro- kind of proves that if you make something the same, you're not, you're not guaranteed a success. Well, well did everyone know that? <laughs> did they did they have to do it as well to be sure? Yeah, but no one did it with quite the polish of like, wow, that's a guess. Kind of guess what they were trying to do? Is that it's like super high production values on the old Republic, like better than WoW, arguably. Yeah, um, by just pumping tons of money in. So maybe they thought, oh, it's not innovation we need. We just need something that matches the the kind of quality. The same game yeah. just looks nicer. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> or sounds nicer. Yeah. <laughs> that didn't work. Well, they did do... Why? Why? Is, it, is the subscription base not high on Old Republic? Or, uh, or, does it, it, or is it not holding members? Yeah, it is, it is leaking members, apparently. But I think it's quite a lot of people probably joined, but I think a lot of people are leaving. Uh, I was talking to John, and he's, he played it, and he's, he stopped, and he played WoW well for years, but I guess he mm. said that he just doesn't have time to play. <laughs> no, I, mean, yeah. no. <laughs> I think when he played WoW, well, that was quite a different situation. <laughs> well, I think, no, I'm not sure, but I don't think people like the end game raid stuff yet in the Old Republic. Like, they like the kind of story. Well, yeah, once you so get you, through you the just, story and, like, the voice yeah. acting well, so you, is done, you know, just like... So you think they've lured in a, perhaps the wrong crowd for the MMO, for no, the long-term MMO mentality? I or? don't know. I think a lot of WoW players probably tried it because, you know, if you, it's the new thing, whatever. They're waiting for their pandas, got nothing better to do. Yeah, I don't, yeah but a lot of, like, <laughs> I, prob- I would say people who've been playing WoW for a long time probably aren't super excited about pandas. I don't know. They might be. <laughs> I would be. <laughs> Freaking pandas, man. With Kung Fu. Yeah. It's like that film with a similar name. Indeed. Yeah. It would have been bad if they actually had tied that in. It's like, oh, Lord of Warcraft, Kung Fu Panda! That would have been worse. <laughs> <laughs> let's, start, let's start sort of sponsoring this shit, yo. Yeah? Welcome to the rapper of the Coca-Cola King. Coca <laughs> Cola King would be an awesome boss. <laughs> what would it even be? It'd be like a giant, like a like a giant golem just made out of piles of coke bottles or something. Or would it be like the signature glass that would just scoop people up, and then they'd be out <laughs> of the fight for a while because they'd be like in the glass. <laughs> or maybe they'd be like some of the minions that he spewed forth would just be giant gelatinous coke cubes. <laughs> oh no, the fizz! It's burning my skin! Yeah, exactly. That shit is acidic. <laughs> my teeth! <laughs> dissolved. <laughs> my, my mount is no longer vicious! It has no teeth! Oh man, if you had a skeleton mount, you'd be fucked. <laughs> <laughs> Just burn away. There you go, untapped sponsorship <laughs> ideas. Isn't it like, nearly as good as Sneak King? <laughs> <laughs> Sneak King. Yeah, did you not hear about this? Yeah. In the, in the Burger King um, range of games. <laughs> that was genius. That was quality. So, anyway, any other news? News! Um, there was that weird news 
earlier on this week that um, because of a patent war between Microsoft and Motorola, that a US judge has recommended that shipments of the Xbox 4 gig and 250 gig models, which I think is all of them at the moment, um, that if that they you know they recommend that they stopped getting new shipments in America um, because of this patent infringement, and it's like really that's quite hardcore. And apparently the decision, if it goes any further than this, will potentially fall with the president himself. <laughs> and he'll be like, he'll, he'll be, be like, in favour of Xbox, for sure. He'll be like, man, I've got to dunk my basketball. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus, that is not generic racism. That was very specific targets of racism. It really was. But he likes basketball, that's not racist. <laughs> <laughs> he literally does. It's true, but I don't think his response to making a <laughs> significant political decision is, oh shit, I've got to dunk my basketball. <laughs> Unless he uses his Xbox for dunking. <laughs> so anyway, that'll get overruled. They'll yeah. still sell Xboxes. Be, or they'll find like some kind of other way of doing it, like Ybox or something. <laughs> I'm not sure that's exactly where the patent is. <laughs> we patented the letter X, you can't use that. <laughs> they managed to get something stopped selling in uh, Germany, didn't they? The Motorola, was that good Android phones or something? Yeah. Well, was that, yeah, and there was that brief hiatus of PlayStations a while back due to a patent infringement case mm. where all the stock got seized temporarily. Stop bickering fools. It's ridiculous, isn't it? I don't think. And does anyone really win out of patent wars? Does anyone actually sort of make money out of it? I don't ever. Know. It always seems so to and fro. Google Oracle thing is hilarious. It's like you use that API. Yeah, um, it's public free API, right? Yeah. Bizarre. <laughs> Yeah, and even the judge, like, he, apparently he's programmed a bit, and he learned Java, and he <laughs> can recreate the code that Google used that is supposedly infringing in five minutes. Right. So, yeah. <laughs> so that one's going to get thrown out. It is hilarious. Oh, I just think it's dumb. That's pretty dumb. It's dumb. No, dumb. Got any news, Zach, from the... Uh, Minecrafty dwarf fortressy kind of world of indie mistlessness. <laughs> Maybe, but we'll probably talk about that at a, a different point. That's not the actual news. <laughs> I was just trying to think if there was any other actual news. Does anyone have any feelings about the uh, Diablo three launch and the fact that <laughs> the fact that we don't care around this at all? You can't play a single player game for like for three days because the because, because the server's always on, and yeah. you still might get fucked up by server lag or whatever. Yeah, that, yeah, that's the weird bit. Isn't it? The lag affects the um, the offline game. You say offline, yeah. So a, 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 a server, yeah, a server shouldn't be running. How that? The trouble with Diablo Three was there were several points where I started thinking, getting sort, sort of semi infused about it because yeah. everyone was playing it, and I was like, and then I keep remembering that I should be waiting for Torchlight Two. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, wait, I've got, I'm going to play Torchlight Two. Not Diablo 3, not Diablo 3. And then, luckily, I also, then they also had the four where it's like, oh, and I have to make a battle and nothing out and shit, and then that puts you off the wall. <laughs> well, there are bits that sound pretty cool, but it does sound that apparently the game is shorter than, than its predecessor in, in terms of actual length wow. of completion. <laughs> yeah, apparently, I like multiple character classes that are probably quite a lot different. 
But they, no, and you they have never to go are through, in these And games. you have to go, massively you have to go through on like lower difficulties to unlock higher difficulties or something. Yeah, yeah but, you, know, you say these like things like, like character classes are wildly different. I'm not really, you know, most like RPGs of MMOs of any kind, they all end up playing pretty much the same way. Click on it till it dies. <laughs> yeah, I'm not. I think that's like one of the key saying points of Diablo. Click yeah. on it till it dies. <laughs> the torchlight too. Yeah, they're really quite different. There's not that many, are there? So they're probably quite... There's like five or six. Yeah. yeah. And there was three in Torchlight, and they were the same. <laughs> well, the ranged one was different in Torchlight, because it was the only ranged one. Well, I don't know. You could get ranged powers, couldn't you, with, like, the um, the mage guy? Well, yeah, but they those... Depending on whether you're using... I guess the mage guy could be ranged or melee, depending on what, what weapon you're using. But the spells, you just target wherever you need them. They're not True. really ranged spells as such. I guess. Well, they're pretty ranged. I, I, I consider that ranged, I guess. <laughs> but he, he could just attack at all... He was at all ranged. Yeah, basically. But I don't know. I, I always find the differences in these things, like, it doesn't really warrant to play through much of the It's not like if you played through Mass Effect completely soldier, and then... Switch to an all biotic character. That's quite different. More different than that, surely, than in Mass Effect. No, I'd say it's, no, it's uh, that's probably more different because because uh, in Soldier playthrough, you literally can only shoot. That is your pretty much your entire repertoire is the shoot shoot. You switch to biotic, and all of a sudden you open up. Actually, the shooting is essential still, but it's kind of. This extra layer, I don't know, it's wildly different if you ask me. You have to go about your entire fight strategy very differently. Yeah. Whereas in all of these games that I've ever played that involve the class switch, it's still click on it till it dies in some form or another. It's like I don't really have to think about changing my strategy or anything. It's just go into it, do what I always do. Yeah. Well, bored now. I mean, with the, the, the only real thing that changes is. I guess is like the is the ranged thing. It's like ranged characters you don't want to get into melee combat because then you just die. That's the only sort of different tactic is staying away from enemies rather than trying to group them into you. True, and you know uh, it can be done with a bit of finesse, I guess those ones. But it's hmm, it, 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 these things come into slight have more of an effect, I think, when they um when there are more support abilities and that's where my knowledge falls flat if I'm honest it's like when when classes can support other classes in an interesting combination um you know like one is able to give another player benefits you know that's where stuff gets interesting that's why like, you, why you are a terrible mic in Guild Wars because <laughs> you just wanted to smite <laughs> No, smiting was an addition. I was spend my time like healing them for the majority of the fight, except when shit got near me because the smite was useful for making enemies de-aggro me. Wow, yeah. And then when I got bored, like towards the end of a fight, I just ran in and tried to smite everything. <laughs> but smiting was on your mind. It's true because it's a cool word. It's not going to smite you down. Who doesn't want to say that? Torchlight Two's coming eventually. I should have got in the beta. You should have done. Why the hell aren't you in the beta? Because I keep forgetting. It's like Guild Wars 2. I totally forgot to do anything. And I not. I can't remember whether I signed up for the beta of Planetside 2. <laughs> so I was like, fuck. Oh shit, I haven't done that. I meant to do that as well. Yeah, exactly. But I keep forgetting that there's all these games coming up that I could theoretically get into a beta from. <laughs> do you really want to be a player beta, though? Well, yeah, that is the Planet question. Planetside 2 is probably going to be quite Well, terrible. yeah, I suppose it doesn't matter. It's just a shoot. Well, I guess it makes less sense in Planetside's case, because it's going to be free anyway. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So we might as well play it when it's done. But you also get to, like, learn 
things. Depends. It's, uh, it's yeah. all a matter of whether the, uh, like, you know, what stat resets happen. I mean, presumably everyone resets their stats every time nowadays, and you don't get any bonuses from being in beta so much any longer. But. You're just going to play the beta, and then everyone's going to find the one weapon that's overpowered, and then when the real game comes out, it'll have been nerfed, and you know, everyone will just be like, no, my awesome shotgun, or something. No, you <laughs> learn all the weapons in beta, because there's no penalty for you being shit at it. I suppose. <laughs> I guess, yeah. <laughs> there is that to it. Hmm. But yeah, I don't know, I've not been massively... You know, all the shit with the servers being down for a while, and it doesn't strike... Oh, and that was the other thing. Some of the reviewers who have like had spent some serious time with this before actually writing the review, because well, it's been out a couple of weeks now, Yeah, they sat down and said, the marketplace that actually kind of breaks a lot of what made Diablo good. Like they have, they introduced the idea of an auction house. Mm-hmm. Except the problem is, is that the way the player base seem to have been treating the auction house is like, how cheaply can we sell awesome stuff? <laughs> Meaning that the loot grab no longer appeals because you can buy such, like really powerful gear for very few coins. Well, it's just like just don't. <laughs> I know, but and people also, will, and it, it loses the appeal if you can. Well, I could just do that. And also, the whole idea of like. It's just, it's sort of the same as like Eve economy or whatever, where it's like the only reason it's cheap is because apparently it's too easy to get those things. <laughs> They've actually failed to make them, make them good shit scarce enough that, that people can't just super easily farm it and then sell it for cheap because they basically mass produced it. Mm. <laughs> I guess. <laughs> I'm quite tempted by Diablo 3 actually thinking. No! That. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I just, it just needs to be, well, presumably they've sorted out the problems by now. Well, most of them. So it's just a question of, maybe. Well, how much is it? Do you have to buy it for 40 quid off, off their, off their more? Probably. Maybe, it's in the shops, I suppose. They never, that's one thing that never gets cheaper in shops, though, is it Blizzard stuff. Like, everything else is like, oh, 10 quid for something that came out six months ago. That's pretty good. <laughs> Meanwhile, you've got your World of Warcraft battle. Then you'll have to get the battle net. So, add that onto Origin and see. <laughs> Yeah, but Battle.net, it's Battle.net isn't a client thing, is it? Mm. It's just a login, right? I don't actually know if it has a separate... Uh, I don't think you need... I don't know if it has one. No. Because it, it has, like, a whole messaging system or whatever, so it must have a Steam-ish kind of overlay. Yeah. Because it's inter-game messaging. Right. Well, you know, I mean, I might want to buy StarCraft 2 sometime <laughs> to the player with that. So I'll have to get Battle.net for the count for that, so... I mean, what's wrong with Battle.net? <laughs> It works really well, doesn't it? Apart from last when it launched. <laughs> when it didn't, yeah. And that wasn't Battle.net going down. Battle.net was up, right? People could still play StarCraft. Yeah, I guess. Oh, and there's some serious security flaws apparently in Diablo. Like, um... <laughs> well, not security flaws so much in, in like terms of hacking your machine, but more like hacking your Diablo account. It's not like yes. it's... Oh, no, 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 true. It's not like, yeah, it's not personal security, sorry. It's like Diablo's game security. Two weird things. One, didn't they make an intentional decision to make passwords case insensitive in Diablo? I didn't didn't hear about that. Slightly bizarre. That's quite strange. And also, uh, yeah, there's there's the weird thing where if you join someone's game, because of the way the netcode is done, you can hijack someone's session super easily and then have access to all their stuff. Yeah. So it's like, I'm now you. (laughs) I'm going to nick all your stuff. You have not, there's not a lot you can do about it unless you're wise and also hacking and can hack your own account back. But as always, but, why would you join a random person's game? Well, <laughs> some people classic. do, I guess, because you know that, that's apparently that's one of the things they've got right is drop in, drop out with randoms is actually quite well done. Yeah, I guess, but that doesn't mean you should do it. 
No. I don't know. It, it strikes me as weird that a company that have been running the most popular MMO ever made for so long can fuck up their net so badly. Hmm. I mean, why did it go down? Was it overpopular and it destroyed Probably, the servers? I think so. That's the classic. People were playing it. Yeah, but that's oh, that's terrible. Blizzard should know this by now. Well, that's what we say about every. This is what we said about Star Wars, where it's like, how could they not know that it was going to be super popular on launch and have enough servers? They never do. It's dumb, <laughs> really dumb. It's especially dumb for Blizzard. <laughs> Bioware, maybe you know, no MMOs aren't exactly their domain. Sort of forgivable, maybe. I wonder but if they could. Someone could make an MMO that had, well, maybe not one of the main players, but whether you could like run your service on like an elastic cloud rather than a special, you know, because you know what Warcraft servers are literally special boxes, right? If you, uh, I think I saw one on on a, on a picture of one. It was a whole server, as in you know, hmm. uh, with all the players was on one rack unit. So it had a whole bunch of processors and shit on it, but it was yeah. this big, and it had a Perspex top with World of Warcraft like <laughs> printed on it. It was pretty awesome. It was like a retired server, anyway. So that's all obviously custom made for the game, mm. or whatever. But if you could do it with the generic VMs or something, and you just use Azure or Amazon EC2 or whatever, then you could just scale to whatever. They must have tons of capacity. Oh, well, I don't know. I wonder how much because you know these things need. Epic server load. I don't yeah. wonder how much these. But it's the elastic cloud. It's the future, isn't it? They're supposed to be able to deal with whatever. Uh, perhaps, but I, I don't know. I have my doubts that you know, for the architecture of, if we were to use put, use Eve as an example, with its enormous supercomputer, that's probably quite a hefty portion of the elastic cloud. <laughs> yeah, maybe. Like, I don't know. If you know what I mean, it's like don't get me wrong. It has a lot of there will be a lot of people using it and stuff like that. But that's a fucking supercomputer. Yeah, maybe at some point you just end up just building a supercomputer, and then it's not big enough. Oh no, no, not the Actually, in fairness, it's still probably cheaper to run your own hardware servers on that scale than it would be to use a cloud on that scale. I mean, do they? Does World of Warcraft have data centers? Or are they co-located? Do you think they must be? Because, um, like, Google and and now Facebook, Facebook only only recently opened their own data center, didn't they? And they're massive. Yeah. Uh, but they've been co-located for years, whereas obviously Google have their own data centers. Yeah, they need them because they've their own file system. Yeah, exactly. Um, and it's all secret how they do their stuff as well. Sort so of secret. Sort of, yeah. Um, but, yeah, who's big enough to have massive data centers of their own rather than... Well, the Microsoft ones are pretty enormous. Yeah. Oh, yeah, Microsoft, yeah. But do you think Live ha- Yeah, Live will have its own data centers? you think? Or be oh, oh, yeah, yeah. with the other Microsoft stuff? Uh, it's probably in built with the other Microsoft stuff. Yeah. But it's, yeah, they'd be still be... Uh, live... I suppose Live's requirements are quite a lot less than... Um, Facebook? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, probably. Hmm. Yeah, I don't know. But yeah, you're right. I, I I agree with you in the sense that I think Elastic Cloud would be a good way for it to go, but there might be financial or literally Microsoft or someone turning around going, seriously, you do know how much of our resources this is going to use? Yeah, but if it's just like day one and you just have to pay an extra $3 million or whatever it is so that you don't have problems. What, like a day one buy a server for a day almost? Yeah, that's how it works. You rent them. But well, yeah, but I meant like... 
you'd have your own servers somewhere else ready to take over after that, after you'd used the cloud for the first day or something. I suppose you could, but <laughs> you'd have to make sure that their, that's the thing, if your stuff is really bespoke, you wouldn't be able to use yeah. their stuff, like a, yeah, generic providers, VMs or whatever. Anyway. Yeah, interesting. interesting. <laughs> MMO fun. Yeah. Anyway, uh, I can't say I'm, I'm, you know, it would be one, of, I think Diablo is one of those things that I could potentially get into if we all got into it. But we wanted to play Torchlight 2 instead. I don't think I'd want to play it solo. Yeah. And actually, tor- I'd like, I kind of prefer the Asphertica Torchlight, I think. Well, we'll see whether Torchlight 2 is actually good. Yeah, it, could, it, it, might, it might be a bit poor. It can't be any worse than Torchlight 1, does it? Really? <laughs> <laughs> That's not really a rigging endorsement there, Zach. <laughs> Torchlight 1 was good, I'm saying it can't be any worse uh, than that. Because uh, they could make it I suppose it was wow. pretty simplistic, wasn't it, the first one, really? Yeah. You never know. Some people fuck up sequels more often these days than they used to, I think. Cause like, well, it, it's 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 got it's inherently better than like one anyway because it actually has co-op now. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Therefore, it must be better. <laughs> Speaking of which, I saw that they're on Steam they're selling the Torchlight like, two in in a four pack. Oh, cool! And yeah. I was like, wait, does it only have free player? <laughs> I thought I heard it was only free. Uh, that would be bizarre because then it should have they'd have to sell it in a three pack. Yeah, that's why. That's why I was <laughs> thought that was weird. But yeah, double check. Maybe they've taken the extra time to add another player. Check our sources. Maybe they've added, yeah. Are they sticking to the three classes then? Well, that, that's why I thought it was free, because free seemed like a logical number. Even though they've got different classes now, but I think they're still sort of, you know, the three sort of base classes and then... Variants. Yeah, sort of variants of those, maybe. I don't know. I haven't really been paying attention, which is why I'm not in the beta, because I haven't been paying attention. God damn it. <laughs> I guess I just—it's like I don't care that much. I'll just play it when it comes out. <laughs> don't even know when it's meant to come out, so whatever. I don't think it still has a proper date, does it? Mm. No. It's still just like at some point in the summer slash autumn-ish time. I don't know. After Diablo Three is done, actually, I thought I had kind of solidified that somewhat. Well, it's been on Steam, like on the homepage, so it must be relatively close, probably. Probably, <laughs> indeed. Right. And I think if you buy Torchlight Two on Steam, you get a free copy of Torchlight One. <laughs> Why would you play that if you had two? I suppose if you needed some more content. Well, I mean, it, it, you can play Torchlight One now. Yeah. Oh, I see. <laughs> no. Ah, that makes no, sense. Still, still no release date. Hmm. <laughs> so, expected in July. Yeah. It's not too long. Speaking of things that are expected in summer, yeah. That I'm still super enthusiastic every time I see more stuff about that Starbound game. Starbound? <laughs> the Terrarian-ish yeah. type oh, of thing. Oh, yeah, yeah. I'm excited that XCOM, the, the good one, it's like October or something. That's too far away! I want it now! I know, but they've... they've it already looks so awesome. And, it, <laughs> and it's the, already playable because they're having people play it. Yeah, and the late, the lame-looking shooter has been delayed again. Yeah, to like, to like next year. year. <laughs> yeah, it's funny. Feel sorry for those guys. No, but yeah, <laughs> XCOM's going to be sweet. Yeah, that would that'd be cool. So, any other news? News. Sonic Four Episode Two came out. Oh God! <laughs> Are you like... actually going to get that now? After no, you said you would. Don't. I will eventually, <laughs> but I'm. They've got it wrong again. Apparently, it's kind of crap. Yeah. Like, crapper than the first one, somehow. Yeah, I mean, the first one was always middling, it wasn't crap, but apparently this one is 
crap. Yeah. Example, you know? And it's... I'm, 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 again, they've got it wrong. I'm like, how, they've gone for the 1,200-point bracket again. We've discussed this before. After Minecraft, you're fucked. And it's never going to be cheaper than 1,200 points ever again. Yeah. It's probably true. <laughs> but I don't see... There, there are games, like, that have been released at 800 points that obviously had more effort put into them than either of the two Sonic games. <laughs> Explosion Man and Mr. Explosion Man being fantastic examples of that. Well, Explosion Man was quite old, relatively speaking. Yeah, but they came out... Yeah, but they, they, they still exude more quality and more effort than Sonic 4 does. But they didn't... They, at the time... And no more one, content. At the time, no one had the idea that they could charge more, that they were going to be in the $20 range at some point. I don't know. Trials, probably... The original Trials probably changed that. Maybe. Trials HD, anyway. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. But anyway, it's it's a bit of a disappointment, apparently. Mainly because of the boss fights. Apparently the boss fights are, like, god-awful. Well, they were meant to be stupid, like, remakes of Sonic 2's bosses anyway. Carrying on with that theme. Yeah. 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 It's a... Uh... Uh, well, there's some weird other things as well, like you know the uh, the inclusion of tails sounded fine at first, but they kind of made it a mandatory part of the game. Yeah. So there are too many sections where you know before he was there as an addition, and that you could use the flying ability to sort of perhaps take shortcuts and things like that. And, you know, it would, but it was never an essential part of the game. Now it's an essential part of the game, and feels cheap because of it. Yeah, there's a lot of bits where it's just like you just run into a wall and it's like, oh, I have to fly up. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's like completely ruining the flow of a Sonic game. And uh, there are good levels. Apparently it's like a 50-50 split, like where some, like the good the levels actually flow quite well and then all of a sudden they go gimmicky and crap and then they go well and then they go crap. Well, that's not much different from any other Sonic game, really. <laughs> that, tends to, that tends to happen quite often that there's always some levels that are retardedly gimmicky and really fuck you up. I think that's necessarily true. More recent Sonic games, anyway. I don't think that's necessarily true, but there's, like... Well, I don't know. Sonic Heroes, maybe. (laughs) I remember those not working very well. What about Scrap Brain? (laughs) That's a prime example of an old one in a Sonic game. Where it's, like, it totally... Because that was all, like, really annoying precision and, like, grinding those screw things up and down and all that sort of shit. I didn't really play Sonic 2 that late, but I remember that thing. Scrap Brain wasn't Sonic 2, that was Sonic 1. Um... That, that level is called something else. Oh, yeah. Um, that I can't remember. Fuck. But yeah, that is quite irritating. It's Plus, the metal level. Yeah. <laughs> Gotta have an industrial metal level. Uh, even that I don't think was too bad. But Well, I mean, that in that case, it was like the last level, so it at least sort of, you know, it was like a, suddenly it gets harder suddenly at the end of the game. Yeah, then the Sonic games at that point had a bit of a tendency of doing that. You know, Sonic 1 did it with Scrap Brain, was a bit, was tricky. Well, some of the other, I mean, uh, even some of the... Sonic, well, do you remember the, the... Do you remember Sonic 1 on the Game Gear, where it had that bizarre last level with the... Um, I don't uh, think I ever got to the end of Sonic 1 on the Game Gear. Yeah, me either. The, the, the last... <laughs> jungle levels. Oh, yeah. The jungle level was pretty tough, but yeah, the uh, the last stage on Sonic 1 Game Gear had, was... Um, you're on the top of, like, a launch platform sort of thing, It's like the, and you're in, you're in a lightning storm. Except it's not just a lightning storm. There's these weird diamond things about that create, like, uh, periodic electric barriers. So you have to try and find the gaps in these um, 
zap zones, basically, to try and traverse your way through the level and time your jump so you don't get hit by them. And oh, right, yeah, I think I've seen that. It was pretty And awkward. it was, it, they sort of reused that mechanic in Sonic CD, didn't they? Yeah, a little bit. It was pretty awkward. Yeah. It was kind of a good-looking level, actually, in a way, because they made a big deal. So when the electric goes off, the entire screen sort of flashes a bit and made a sort of like a, a sort of noise as best as the game gear could. And it, yeah. was, it, was a, it was a pretty tough finish. I think it was the last level before you went to the boss stages. But it was a, and that was kind of, I suppose, a bit different from the rest of the game. But I don't know. I'm intrigued as a Sonic fan. But You're intrigued about what? Sonic 4, episode 2. No. But <laughs> it's not getting a lot of good press. Seriously, no. Not even from the fans. So I assume if you if you do end up buying it, you are going to give it on the Xbox? Yes, for the lock-on thing. Yeah, because the thing is, it will probably actually get cheaper on Steam. <laughs> well, yeah, there is that. <laughs> Whereas it won't on the Xbox. It might come up in a sale again where it's half price. If it, yeah, if it gets cheap enough on the PC that you could buy both the episodes and it would still only cost as much as <laughs> well, it by itself would on the Xbox, then <laughs> that might be worth it at that point, yeah. It could well happen. But then you won't get achievements! <laughs> but they didn't release episode one on PC, did they? Uh, or did they? I don't know, actually. <laughs> I can't remember. I think they might have done. But you're sure two is coming to PC. Two is it's out already PC, out. Right. For a tenner. Which is about the same price. Yeah. Tenner. Wow. <laughs> well, 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 what was it? It's crazy. I don't know. Got generations for a tenner in the sale. There you go. I guess. Which is awesome. <laughs> but yes. I'm trying to think what else other news there was. I'm sure there was some. There's always news. <laughs> There's always news that we can never remember. Yeah. Should we move on to what you've been playing? Yeah. Indeed. Shall I briefly talk about Bastion? Yes, do <laughs> Which so. is all I have had a chance to play lately, uh, of late. Uh, I don't really know what else to say about it, really, that I have already <laughs> said. It's really weird, because it's really good, and, like, the art's really good and everything, and, like, it's got this... I still don't oh, no. know... I haven't got to the end, so I still don't know anything about the Calamity or whatever at all, really. I mean, there was a kind of twist in the middle, hmm. uh, but it wasn't much of a twist. It was like, yeah, so this happened. While you're away, this shit went down, and now you have to carry on playing the game. <laughs> Deal with it, dude. Yeah, so yeah. And, um. The kid raised my eyebrow and plowed on. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> raised my eyebrow and walked away. There's <laughs> quite a lot of different uh, weapons and stuff. We didn't hear you. But that's I am. <laughs> the kid won the argument by killing everyone in the room. <laughs> the kid doesn't say much. No one disagreed. <laughs> It's like, uh, there's quite a few different weapons. A lot of um, the uh, missions start, and it's like, oh, there's a new weapon on the ground. You pick it up, and uh, but you can't switch back to your old weapon until you find an, uh, an arsenal or I whatever. See. And uh, so some of them so might not be that great use it for, a while. for a little bit to give it a go, which That's is kind of cool. cool. Yeah, but, like, I haven't found any weapons until now that I like more than the starting two weapons of, like, the, the Kale Hammer and the uh, Breaker's Bow. In mm. fact, I've upgraded the Bokus Bow's, like, draw speed to the point where that's basically all I use. <laughs> I just, well, no, it's not that fast, but, uh, uh, it's not that fast at all, really, but, um, I, with the mouse and everything, I just tend to, like, hit things from extreme range that are just on the edge of the screen. Mm. I tend to sort of walk forward shooting the stuff from as far away as possible, 
and it's quite powerful actually. So especially if you do, if you get the timing right, you can get a power shot out of it, and that seems to be the way. Uh, so I don't even use the hammer that much until they get in really close. But now I found like a flamethrower, which is like torch everything. Is that the thing that actually has range. like a dragon head in its effect? Or because I've seen things where it looks like yeah. there's flames in the shape of a dragon. And yeah, yeah, that might be the flamethrower. I don't know. There's some cool effects in that game and the way it builds up and stuff. The levels and they each have quite a, not each, but they do have distinctive styles like okay. the swamps and stuff that look quite cool and everything and it gets quite kind of kind of dark and kind of weird uh in a good way uh and the music's good and stuff but um yeah i've just mainly used the breaker's bow from far away as possible and just pepper the level with whatever's coming up whack it in the face with a with a with a bow with a bow <laughs> yeah, no. just throw the bow <laughs> that throws bows with the bow <laughs> yeah <laughs> and like bow up that would probably hurt quite a bit like yeah. be hit around the face by a bow. Yeah, that wouldn't be great, would it? <laughs> if you could have bows that were like boomerangs. <laughs> like, There's probably better things, boomerang. probably better <laughs> things to like be that. hit in the face with, in fairness. Yeah. What well, if you had a bow with five boomerangs? A boomer bow. A bow. That'd be awesome. But how would you... You'd have to catch them when they came back with your hand. Yeah. Unless the bow had some kind of retrieval. Yeah, like, like, a, like, a, like, a, like, a, like an aircraft carrier, like a hook with an yeah. elastic. <laughs> a rest of hook. That'd be awesome. <laughs> oh, we have to include that in some game, the boomerang. <laughs> clearly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it is clearly the future, because you could get a lot more power than the normal boomerang throw if you if you use them. Yeah. The, the elastic cord of the bow. But then surely there's some, like... Interesting challenges with a boomerang because in, with a bow, like you have that bit of wood at the front and the yeah. elastic comes out behind. The boomerang's attached to that, isn't it? Just going to go clock and like get jammed on the wood bit. Well, you'd if you had like some a sort crossbow, of... then you'd have it above, wouldn't you? The above the above the. Oh yeah, oh, that's a very different thing. That's that's a cross boomerang. Cross <laughs> <laughs> boomerang. Yeah, okay, fair enough. You, you, I suppose you could do it on a, have a boomerang, but you'd have to have some interesting sort of like. We just have like a rail or something. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah some or some or you, you could do a horizontal, I suppose, and fire it like that. Or you could have like for a vertical, a proper old-fashioned vertical bow, have some sort of rig or like arrangement of like metal in the way or something that so when the bow fires it sort of hits it and begins its spinning or something as it comes, oh it spins it around so, the... yeah so so, so it <laughs> angles itself awesome. around the... yeah that's clearly part of the design <laughs> of the boomerang hard spin <laughs> that would be sweet yeah so so anyway bastion yeah it's pretty good. It just reminds me for a second. Have you seen the um, trailers for Abraham Lincoln Vampire Hunter? No. <laughs> it looks friggin' awesome. It's retarded, but sure. um, he has a gun axe. It's axe one end, gun the other. No, oh, it's no sword. sword it's no gun, gun blade. Gun blade. No. Sword gun. But that was always a dumb idea, anyway, because it's like you cut into someone with the sword, and then the gun fires, causing flame to come out of the sword. <laughs> Yeah, it makes sense. Boom! <laughs> but it really makes more sense with a sort of a stabbing sword than a cutting sword. Mm. You like stab someone and then fire the gun into them <laughs> to do more damage. That's pretty hardcore, isn't it? Really, when you think about it, it's pretty brutal. If it was like, if it wasn't in Final Fantasy where things just take sword sword, sword cuts all the time, yeah, it's like you had to like put it in someone and then fire this fucking gun. <laughs> Boom! Exactly. It's pretty horrid. 
Isn't a- Abraham Lincoln was actually famous for being particularly good with axes, I think. Yes, that's where the legend sort of yeah. comes from. Or one of the many things that the legend comes from. Well, I think he was good at chopping down trees, not like murdering. <laughs> he was good at making log houses. <laughs> exactly. That's <laughs> a vital skill on the frontier. Yeah. Make a nice house. Have you ever seen, um, uh, uh, Un- is it Unforgiven? The, um, Western with uh, Clint Eastwood, but like nine. No, I've not seen enough Westerns. It's got, it's got like Gene Hackman, and he tries to build a log cabin, obviously on the frontier, but it's all super leaky and shit because <laughs> he has no idea what he's doing. It's kind of hilarious. Indeed. Every time someone mentions that the character in Bastion is called the kid, I'm, I, kid. I, I always just think, so where's the, like, I want to be the guy reference? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and clearly every character that's called the kid needs to reference that now. <laughs> yeah, possibly. So yeah, you pick anyone, up a new Anyone one. who's called the something, maybe. <laughs> yeah, possibly. Pick up a new weapon. A dude. Try it out for a little bit, and then if you're lucky that and you don't like it, there's an arsenal and you switch back to your break his bow or whatever kid goes back to his old standbys <laughs> sometimes it's awesome when it like reacts in just the way you like think proper context yeah and it doesn't like I think it remembers that it said that so it doesn't repeat it if you do it again mm. which is quite nice because I haven't had it, I haven't had it repeat itself at all I don't think really not much that's different not, from at all <laughs> it's not no, I've never noticed it repeat so maybe at all mm. Wow. Yeah. That's impressive. Which is pretty cool. Um, but then why would it, I suppose? You're playing a different level each time. Maybe if I went back to the same level. Yeah, perhaps. But there might, surely there's some of the things it says are contextual to what yeah. you're doing outside. You know, it doesn't have to necessarily be level context. But maybe that stuff is like, can only happen once per game. Hmm. If, if it hits those contexts. Or it has a range it can choose from, but each one of those can only be, and it remembers which it said. Kid saves his game. <laughs> Yeah. Well, that is the one annoying thing, actually. I'm constantly, like, I finish a level, and I go back to the Bastion, uh, uh, and then uh, it saves, obviously. Mm. But then it's like, oh, upgrades. There's, like, stuff you can fix up in the Bastion, and you can shove in the shard that you've got, and you can talk to people and stuff. Uh, the trouble a, is... It's got it a won't... badly timed auto save. Yeah, so it, it doesn't won't... save upon exiting the game. Uh, no, because it saves upon getting back to the Bastion, so so you can't like do all your upgrades and then save and then and then quit and then come back and then play the next level. You have to you have to play a level, finish, and then immediately quit. And then when you come back in, you do your upgrades because otherwise you lose your progress of your upgrading. I found Assassin's Creed did that at some points. If you went, if you left the Animus, and then went to to do the stupid email thing, yeah, and then sort of just turned the console off at that point and didn't remember you looked at the emails. And it's like, no. Yeah. You have to specifically tell the game to exit at that point or go back in the end of this. Then it saves. Yeah. But I kind of want to do my housekeeping and then yeah. save and leave. Yeah, I kind of do, do that. It. You know, sort of as a... I don't know, that's a bit of a habit of mine as well. You finish the session of gaming and then you sort of just... Fix to tinker with it and then go, right, I'm ready to go next time. Yeah, but that it won't let you do that in mm-hmm. the last team as far as I can tell. So that's kind of annoying. If you just um, went into the start of the next level, then with it uh, save on level. Yeah, maybe I might try that, but that commits you to because you have a choice of where to go next, mm. somewhat. So, well, it's, it's quite a limited choice, really. But still, uh, I'd rather set foot sally forth from my base rather than like <laughs> load up the game again and be in some swamp or something. <laughs> I don't know though. You could probably do that. I might try that. 
the cave was indecisive. <laughs> it did. I'd love it if the narrator sort of was more than the game. So you exit the game and then it's still there. <laughs> that would be reason. freaky. So he's... <laughs> the kid is opening Microsoft Word. <laughs> the kid fancy exploding some scientists. The kid loves meat. <laughs> <laughs> the kid had a ham sandwich. <laughs> the kid needs some lardons. <laughs> the kid made a bacon and bacon bake. Tasty. <laughs> mm, so yeah, that's Bastion. Uh, so, what have you been playing? Uh, Finger of Doom, where's it going? Rob again. Oh, it's right up in my face. <laughs> <laughs> what have you been playing, Rob? Oh, let's start with the completion of Assassin's Creed Brotherhood. Thank God. <laughs> so we can check that one off the list. Again. Again. <laughs> we can never talk about, talk about that again, again. <laughs> oh shit, does that mean there's no Assassin's Creed for a while? I better start Revelations then for the next cast. Yeah, anyway, exactly. <laughs> carry on. <laughs> Keep it on top of that fucking hot yeah. topic list. Vital. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so I have finished it, and... Eh, <laughs> that's un- my unfortunate opinion of Brotherhood is... Eh, my chef agrees with you. <laughs> His shirt says meh. It's, uh, it does say meh on it. That, or, as a, or as a giant earthworm once said, even my t-shirt's face orange. But <laughs> I missed that. It's in the earthworm gym cartoon. Okay. Where they go and visit the world's biggest scam. And he gets a t-shirt that says, I heart the scam. <laughs> and then he says, even my t-shirt face orange. <laughs> <laughs> Nice. I actually quite like a t-shirt now that says I heart the scab. <laughs> that just sounds hilarious. Uh, that entire game is filler, as far as I'm concerned. It's it's a real shame, because it starts off like the, they don't really make anything of what the what 2 really le- leaves off with. Mm. It's like, you've got Rome, which is like the capital of Italy, and they don't really it's a bit of a shame that the story that uses the isn't doesn't really match the setting, if you know what I mean. It's like it's like oh we're going to the Colosseum again. It's like they really like this Colosseum a little too much, if you know what I mean. It's just things just happen to be there. <laughs> yeah, because the Colosseum is like a ruin by that point anyway, isn't it? Yeah, it's like it's the Castillo they're constantly going to. Like the castle. Oh, you go there like three or four times yeah. throughout the game, the Castel Sant'Angelo yeah. or something. And yeah, you go there several times. Um, the princessa is in another castello. It's <laughs> one of the achievements is or something. <laughs> I don't know. It's really nice. The stories I play those games for the story because I have beef with the controls, as you know. I have beef with the combat, as you know. But the story was the driving force because I always thought it was good and well done. It's kind of not in this. Like I got worried last time on the cast where sequences five and six or something seemed to sort of go off on a bit of a tangent to the main story and didn't really seem to be any consequence. Because up to that point, it's like, shit, we need to regroup. Let's get everyone together. But by that point, you've kind of regrouped. So And then all of a sudden, these weird sort of side stories come up again for the other factions. It's like the courtesans have a bit of a problem that you need to sort out. And then the thieves have a problem you need to sort out. And then the French have a bit of a problem attacking Bartolomeo and you need to kill the French. So, uh, yeah. And it's like, none of these really are anything to do with the furtherance of the plot. They could have like quite easily stood as side missions, which is annoying. Um, 
It's kind of weird how the French sort of pitch up just, just right like, outside the city. Yeah, they do. They're Everyone just, else just carries on normally. It's like, oh, hi, French guys. <laughs> the best round is but they... <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Maybe the French would like they wouldn't know what pastrami was, and they like turn up and go, "We must conquer this land for its pastrami." <laughs> because they didn't know what it was, but obviously they wanted it. <laughs> well, they eat, they have had a taste. One taste is enough. Oh man, I was like, <laughs> I got very confused earlier today because I saw that um, uh, in the bathroom upstairs we have gained a supply of bog roll. <laughs> yeah, that's vital. Yeah, but it says it was like rising. But it says that on on the on the bag, it says uh, it's been it's got enriched with shea butter. And I, and I, I can see where that's going. I sort of misread it, and so enriched with shea butter. It's like what? Oh wait. Oh dear. <laughs> That'd be great. And celebrities don't really do toilet rolls. <laughs> it's <laughs> obviously <laughs> my butt approved. <laughs> okay, that would actually be kind of awesome. If it was like a George Foreman stuff, he's like, so good, I put my name on it. Chuck Norris turns up and goes, I approve this role. <laughs> also, Chuck Norris is totally in Expendables too. Oh dear. Chuck Norris! Chuck Norris is like an evil Republican who's like super against like abortions and things like that. I don't care, he's Chuck Norris. His political views are different from the man. <laughs> yeah, everyone said that about Hitler, right? <laughs> I don't know if they did. His political views are completely separate from the man and the legend. Yeah, I don't think Hitler was that much of an awesome dude. No. He, he doesn't really have much of a... He's just a politician, <laughs> He beca- he was legend. He is legend in bad sense because of his political views. Not that he was just legend beforehand. <laughs> no. Whereas Chuck Norris, his legend beforehand, now happens to have. Well, no, he was. A, he, he's he's kind of a He's a TV legend. It's like he like became a legend it. for being characters, but then once you discover what he what his actual personality was, it's like oh, he's actually there. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> characters in a film. <laughs> I remember he does something it's, it's quite what is it he, I think he's speak, spoken out against gay marriage and I think he might even be against like uh, you know teaching evolution yeah one of those really? that's yeah. a bit harsh yeah <laughs> creationism for the win is his policy I think <laughs> that <was> literally <laughs> creationism for, for the, the win, win. yeah <laughs> <laughs> I joined Doris but I approve of creationism anyway they should do the classic technique and teach both <laughs> It's not, not easy. It's not up to the schools to decide. So there. Yes, but who is it up to to decide? The kids. <laughs> <laughs> I think if you oh, ask no, kids no, what they want to learn, I think they never oh, learn no, anything no, at all. Yeah, no, I mean, that, I mean that from the sense it's up to them to decide what they believe, not what they get taught with regards to that. Yes, but you can't teach everything. Every, you can't teach every ridiculous, you know. No, if, true, you, if you're going to start saying you can't, dis- you know, you can't... Anyone who comes up with any ludicrous theory, oh, that's just as legitimate as any other one. We have to teach it. <laughs> as, like, scientifically proven theory. Yeah, <laughs> well, not necessarily scientifically proven, but just as, to you know, another side of the iron. Mm. You can't but those, like, what I mean by that is that those are the two biggies. Aren't they? They're kind of the two. And plus, they can theoretically coexist to a certain extent. So it's... 
yeah, missing links and all that. Yeah. So anyway, Chuck Norris. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, Assassin's Creed. The story's not great, really. Um, spoiler alert um, for those of you that have like not um, played it yet and have played the second. Well, yeah, just spoiler alert in general. Story, blah. It's like the second game makes makes Rodrigo Borgia sound like you know a bit of a badass, really. You know, he's kind of the he's the main antagonist, and you, you let him get away. And then it's the setup of Brotherhood seems to think that he's still running the show now that he's the Pope. Surely he's got like more power to like do this kind of stuff. Uh, but he really has no part in this plot whatsoever, and then kind of dies in a really sort of non. Awesome way. He gets poisoned by what is it? His brother? Is Cesare his brother, or something? Some sort of relation. Yeah, yeah. And he just sort of gets casually poisoned by this military douchebag, and it's I don't know. That's really not a good way of like bringing that whole. He's supposed to be the guy you're like getting revenge on, and you don't even get revenge on him, and he's not really plot consequential in the end. It's like really, maybe there's some historical. That's the thing that they're trying to carry on with here, but it doesn't make a good story. Because uh, Cesare just, you know, he's not really that terrified, is he? He's not really, you don't really think much of him for the entire game in terms of being a threat, really. Constantly talking about him. But... Yeah, he's just sort of there, but you never really feel like he's a problem. It's quite epic at the end, though, with the, like, fiery battlefield thing. Yeah, that's another, that was another weird decision, because they sort of just jump to that, don't yeah, they? they? Like, do, Cesare yeah. gets... Um, the main Rome plotline ends when Cesare gets arrested because the other armies have lost... Well, basically, he tries to get the help of another army after you've decimated his forces. and uh, But this other army got tipped off by Rodrigo Borgia before they came that you know not to help him out. In actual fact, they arrest him um, conveniently, meaning you don't have to deal with him. But then... There's a big jump in the story, and there's a, the only way to sort of get this is to when you end up in this different place where there's this battle going on, you get one of those little location pop-ups, and it's like when you hit the back button, the literal the text it literally gives you is like, right, so I suppose you're wondering why how we've made this jump. And this is like something like that, and then explains what happened to chairs in text, and it's ah oh, seriously. It just it just seems like a really random jump, and then you just the only purpose in that section is to have a fight and kill Chez. It doesn't really, again, not really anything to do with the plot. You just murder this dude, or does he give a hint about the Colosseum? I can't remember. How did they end up at the Colosseum at the mm. end? Yeah, I can't remember either exactly. Because they do, right? Yeah, because there's a whole something reveals that it's the Colosseum. Oh no, because probably is. He gets the apple, doesn't he? Yeah, yeah. Earlier on in the Rome. That's right. I don't know why he goes and kills Chez, but he basically hides it in the Colosseum, which mysteriously has one of those, like, again, another unexplained bit, seems to have one of those ridiculous, like, alien vault things. How did they know that was there? Right, yeah. It's, I don't know, they make a lot of jumps at the end of that story that seem to be, oh shit, we've got to wrap this up, (laughs) kind of bag. And so, and, and that, that was annoying because that fight is one. It's like they do the classic, like we'll show you the ending at the start thing, don't they? Yeah. And you can't get there, and it's like, well, okay, that's lost the intrigue of that now. It, it turns out it was just shit and a cheap trick, rather than actually being cool. I don't know. Blog. The bro button is cooler. 
Bro button. I find myself just using it for a laugh. Now, I didn't really find myself using it during the game, but now yeah. that I've gone back into it to try and just finish off some of the easy Chivos, it's uh, it's just it's more fun now just to call them in randomly. And it's like, uh, I was trying to explain to Dan the other day, but there's this, I don't know, there's a sort of weird, cheeky pleasure in distracting a guard by standing right in front of him and he goes oh rah, 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 you shouldn't be up here rah, rah, rah. and then just like casually going going calling in a dude at that moment and seeing him climb up behind the, the climb up the building behind the guy who's paying attention to you and casually standing it's just like <laughs> i don't know i find that kind of fun <laughs> just like the proxy stab yeah it just looks so dumb <laughs> as well the guy's just standing there and your guy just goes doo, 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 doo. <laughs> yeah that's kind of cool but um, I have to talk though. The game, I this isn't really. I, I find that uh, I've always said that I find the controls a bit of a pain in the ass to work with, and it seems to have a preference in doing what you don't want to do <laughs> quite a lot of the time. But there was this isn't actually related to controls. My biggest glitch was doing one of the layers of Romulus, which are essentially a side quest thing. You don't yeah. have to do them, but there was one in particular where you're running through a set of sewers chasing a dude and then at the end it sort of ends in a confrontation between you and eight guys um and so you have to, you have to murder these eight guys obviously that's what you do you're you you're a murdering son of a bitch these uh, so these eight guys come you have a fight so i killed them all except my counter on screen said you've killed seven out of eight people and i'm like really okay where's the last guy um, so I could see that the sort of leader of Romulus was standing up on this platform, and it's mm-hmm. like, right, okay, he, that must mean him. So I aim my bow at him, my crossbow, mm-hmm. not a boomerang or a regular bow. It's uh, crossbow's uh, pretty good in. Uh, it's fucking amazing. Space, yeah. It's like as soon as you get that, it's like, oh, just kill yeah. everyone at range now, bitches. Yeah, it's pretty powerful. It's a, uh, it's one, it's the one hit kill thing because it suddenly makes throwing knives look terribly, terribly shit. Yeah, well, they were terribly shit anyway, but it makes me use them, the crossbow. But it's like. Uh, and then, uh, so I go up to this guy, I aim my bow at him, and he sort of backs away from the edge then to go cower in a corner. It's like, oh, crap, I better go up and find my way up to him, blah, 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 only to find that I can't hurt him. He's cowering in this corner and is completely untouchable. Like, it does, he registers as an enemy in eagle vision still, but I can't assassinate him, I can't make him a target. Don't make so I can't kill the guy. Target. Um... And then the sister, then that room doesn't proceed. And oh, yeah. unfortunately, there's no way in that room of me killing myself, so I go back to the last checkpoint. So I have to restart the whole goddamn memory and do the whole thing again. Do all the platforming. Second time I do it, same thing happens, but with six out of eight guys killed. So at this point, I'm like, seriously, what the fuck? And so I look at all the corpses lying about, and it's like, there's fucking eight corpses here. And then it clicks. Two of them aren't dead, but are writhing around in pain. Right. And are untargetable. Right. So they're not, they haven't technically died. Right. But they've been defeated. Okay. And the game makes a distinction for right. some reason between those two facts. So this leaves me in a situation where I can't do anything because for some reason in this position I can't pick up bodies. So I, because I came up with the idea. There's a there's a handy dandy sort of bit of water there, and it's like, well, can I drown them? <laughs> Just pick up the body and check in the water, but I can't. You can't pick up the bodies at that mm-hmm. point for some reason. Um, yeah, so I had to do it another time, and then it actually counted them as dead, and then it worked. And it's like that's a pretty big glitch. 
Yeah, so it happened like twice in a row. And it's like, yeah, that was really, really annoying. Uh, fortunately, that's one of the shorter layers, so it wasn't too bad to just run through. It's like, it's probably like a small portion of one of the other ones, but it's, uh, uh, you, could, you could get back to that point pretty quick, but even so, freaking irritating. Shouldn't have massive glitches. Not game breakers. No. Little ones are sort of forgivable, even if they are fucking frustrating. But I tried climbing the cat. Oh, again, I uh, was telling Dan about this the other day. But the uh, I was trying. To, one of the achievements is to climb to the top of the, the Castel Sant'Angelo, where you've been the whole time. And it's like there's like one good route up to the top, but at this one point in the route, getting there to uh, to do the jump that you need to do is pretty impossible. It would like you aim it up, you push the stick forward to go, and you're like, right, oh, we're all ready to do this, and then you squeeze right trigger and A to do the like, little jumpy thing, and then he jumps at like pretty much a right angle and to his death, and it's like controls. Why are you doing that? So I did it again, and then you die from that fall, because it's so big. And then it puts you fucking miles away from the castle in the middle of the Vatican. So you have to get there, get into the castle, get over the, the walls, then get to the actual middle bit, which you can climb, and then try it again. And I was very, very careful this second time to sort of make sure there were, you know, there, there was no possible way of me getting this wrong. And it did it again! And it's like, how, how am I getting this wrong? I mean, specifics specifically clear that that was the direction I wanted to go and this is the jump I wanted to make and he still sort of twists on the spot and jumps to his death. Why would you do that? <laughs> it's idiotic and it's it just like, right, I'm not fucking doing that. That that, that Chivo can rest. It's, <laughs> you've escaped me, that one. I don't know. It's annoying because that game starts pretty strongly. Would and you recommend people play it? You can probably skip it. Yeah. I reckon that if you just went to Revelation, which we, neither of us have played yet, then you could probably just skip it as part of the story. But you don't of, know that Revelations isn't just... This, this is true. It could be... Well, it's got... I don't know. It'll probably have a bit more closure than this one, because, you know, it's presumably Ezio's last days. I suppose so. So there will be some... Something will have to happen. I guess. Presumably a setup where they move to someone else for Assassin's Creed three. You know, there's gotta be That's a fin- it's gotta be a finish to this part of the story. Well I think I'm planning on yeah, I think I'm planning on skipping straight to three, I think, from after Brotherhood. So mm. see how that goes. You might do the other Yeah. I mean Rome is a fairly neat setting. Yeah, it has to be said. quite fun. And weirdly the does it sort of has a strange effect that the even though it's only in one place rather than like three or four this time. It doesn't feel that much smaller. It, I mean, the the game sort of it weirdly makes you think the game is smaller, it being one area rather than mm-hmm. four. But it's sort of there is enough to do and there is enough content, and you don't retread ground too much, really. You probably retread the ground just as much as you do in this as you did in two. Um. It just has that strange effect of making it feel smaller because you're in the same place the whole time. Mm. It's, uh... So yeah, a bit frustrating, but if the story the story could could pick up, like the modern day stuff is still interesting. It doesn't really explain anything in this one, unlike the weird introduction of the aliens from two. But it's like it doesn't really expand on that too much. But something happens that will presumably change the 
Something dumb happens. Yeah. Spoiler alert, Lucy dies. Um, Does she actually die? Well, we don't know. She gets proper stabbed. Unless it's a hallucination. Because we just don't know. Because then that's when the game chooses to cut. And then there's some sort of weird voiceover about, the Animus did this to him. And then Nathan Drake says no. It's... <laughs> <laughs> it's all very bizarre but I want to see where it goes it's the annoying thing I'm in now you're in damn it now you have to play another really frustrating game that you don't like really. uh, it's, <laughs> it's, it's, it's weird because I want to like it so much they do so much right and then the actual gameplay <laughs> to a degree lets it down I've got to admit actually towards the end the combat was becoming a bit a bit more fun there's like there must be I think there's a weird point in the middle of this game where everything gets hardier like there's just a sudden jump and the combat becomes a pain in the arse and then when you get to the end of the game you've leveled enough I suppose you know what you're doing well not, not even that you just have better stuff so you can resist blocks and yeah um, you don't take so much damage or you know you don't have the you don't stumble quite so easily and some of the heavier weapons that you get are actually really easy to counter with like really easy yeah um, so it's uh, it just becomes kind of fun again and when you mess up it is your fault it does feel like your fault when things go wrong again so that's fine towards the end of the game it gets better mm-hmm. um, but yeah this, 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 that, that, I think that's why I got frustrated with the combat last time because it's just a bizarre hike in the middle mm. where things get complex bleh so yeah that's, so, that, that's that done yeah. I might try the multiplayer because I'm intrigued about how the hell that actually works mm-hmm. If there's enough people playing it, anymore. yeah, it might not. It might have to jump to Revelation to try that. But, uh, yeah, so that's that. That's done. Solved. <laughs> Mystery solved. I should just stop quoting Bomb. Now I'm listening to it. It's like it's so easy to just say <laughs> things no. from it. Yep. We need a, we need our own catchphrases. Yeah, I suppose our catchphrases are just terrible. <laughs> this week. And also, we don't realise we have our own catchphrases. That's, That's the problem. <laughs> That's not, <laughs> That's not going to catch around there. Unlike that other thing that was a catchphrase that we can't remember any longer. No, <laughs> but no. I distinctly said it wasn't going to catch on, and then it did. But now we've already got it again, so, you know. It was, it was pretty good for, like, two episodes. Yeah. <laughs> Whatever it was. Yeah. God damn it. We're so awesome. <laughs> Our memories are top notch. Uh, so what else have we been playing? A little bit more Misplosion Man. Misplosion Man. Misplosion Man. And it's still pretty goddamn hard. I'm in the last world of three now, and I've done like two levels of that. It's uh, it's another one of those games that has to go through. Like, well, I suppose Meat Boy has this problem as well, where certain levels seem insanely hard compared to others. It just sort of jumps all over the place. Although Meat Boy's generally pretty goddamn hard. But I don't think Meat Boy jumped. It was fairly consistently gradually getting harder. I don't know, there was the odd level which was just seemed much tougher than the ones around it. Well, maybe warp zones. <laughs> well, and, and those ones, I suppose, with the uh, moving elements. Like, you know, I mean, like the missiles and, and the monster things. Yeah. Where it's a bit trickier to get a routine down, but even those, though, even those kind of ramped up within those sets, like the hell ones. You started off with the easier monster launcher levels, and then they got more ridiculous towards the end. I always found those a bit tougher than the, the rest of them, though. Well, yeah, 
any of that moving shit. It's yeah. definitely the more hard parts. So yeah, that's alright. Hope to finish that soon. Uh, probably, it's taken me quite a while, actually. I've probably put quite a few hours into that. Finish me, boy. Um, I, I really don't fancy playing that game anymore. Why? No, neither do I, really. I think maybe I'd seen what it did, and then because it was just... There's a lot of it, but because there's a lot of the same, maybe I turned off from it a bit. I don't know. Can't explain. Well, I've got like 10 hours on the clock for that. So it's not as much as you, obviously. I don't know how much I actually have. A million. A million hours. So yeah, I've been playing more iPad stuff as well. <laughs> they released an update for Pimble Arcade on iPad, like the second monthly update, which uh, introduced two new tables um, and changed the free table so I could play one of them. Like it's uh, the Circus Voltaire is the new one. It's a uh, it's a bit more fast paced than the previous tables, as in you go through, um, you go through you, you go through what it has to offer quite fast. As in it's it's not to get to the end, the super end game thing that most pinball tables have of, of this type. There, uh, you can get there relatively quickly. It's an interesting design actually that table in a way because it's like you know how a lot of pinball tables are quite evil with the out ramps. Yeah. And then it's like, well, there's fuck all I could do about that. This table's actually really generous with the out-ramps. Very rarely are they actually... They're in such an awkward position, really, that the ball very rarely goes down them. Um, the sort of... The, the way the, the table makes itself more difficult is by making the, the flippers seem further apart than normal. And the number of sort of death possibilities of it where you can't do anything about it going right down the goddamn middle um, seems to be a bit bigger. There's an annoying shot like around the top right where if you hit it just right, it, the, the ball just goes straight down the loop, like spins around the loop, and then is on a on a on a on a straight as an arrow trajectory down the middle of the table, and it's like oh cock. But yeah, um, what I did discover this week that was kind of interesting was that I didn't a lot of the tables in Pimble Arcade are just ripped straight from Farsight Studios' previous stuff, um, of which. Uh, one of them was the uh, the Williams Hall of Fame, which had things like the Arabian Nights table in it and things like that, which my, uh, uh, I didn't know about at all. I didn't even realise that one got released. It's like I knew about their previous work with the Gotteleb Hall of Fame, which was okay. A bit of a weird table choice, but it was kind of cool. But basically it means that there's a retail game that might have everything I need in a pinball game. It depends how much they've really changed between versions, and I'm not sure it's that much, mm. if you know what I mean. There's... Uh, I don't think much will have changed between the two versions, so I might pick that up and uh, get my pinball fix that way. Or we'll just go and play Worms Pinball again. Or we'll just play Worms Pinball, which is still clearly superior. <laughs> that table is fucking awesome. It's got everything. <laughs> it's got worms. It has got worms. What more do you want? It's just everything about it, like the, the the dark matrix animations are cool. The video mode is actually playable. The <laughs> the the tons and tons and tons of features and missions and things like that. It's it's a crazily featured table. Yeah, there's so much to it. Plus, it looks good. You know, for, for considering how old that game is. 
Well, but that's the thing with Finwall. <laughs> it's like there's not that much to render, really. Well, it wasn't really properly rendered. Well, no. I guess it was, it was like, done with bitmap effects and things like that. The only sort of real thing that it had to worry about was the ball and the reflections on the ball, I suppose, which all could have been, like, I don't know, some kind of image buffer thing. Um, but everything about it was, you know, the animations of the lights were nice and smooth and a bit bloomy and you know they didn't just go on off they didn't just have the two frames of animation that they do on pinball arcade on the ipad <laughs> they actually sort of had a bit of a, a glow on glow off time which added to the realism and they had the big fuck off lights that all pinball tables seem to have around the sides <laughs> that light up a load of the surroundings and it's a there was like one there was a, like, only one or two real bad animations in that one of which i didn't like was the crate turning that i thought was a bit low frame rate compared to the rest of the animations mm. and the 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 plane over one of the out ramps when it's spinning propeller because when that sort of slows down then you can start seeing the frames and stuff of its animation but they were the only two real problems with that it's a fantastic pinball game <laughs> fan-fucking-tastic fan-fucking-fucking-fantastic <laughs> yeah so I'm going to keep playing that because it's awesome uh did I talk about this last time on the cast, the Anomaly game? Uh, I didn't think so. You ran out of time on iPad oh, yeah. stuff, I seem to remember. <laughs> yeah, so I've been playing quite a bit of that. It's like my lunch break game at the moment. How much is that? That was £2.50 on mm-hmm. the iTunes store. Um, the App Store. Yeah, the App Store. The iTunes App Store. Yeah. Which is considerably cheaper than its PC or Xbox counterparts. And it plays pretty goddamn well on an iPad, I have to say. They recently updated it so it supports Retina Display, so it's all nice and sharp. And the graphics are pretty good anyway, and with its nice colour style. It's, it's interesting, isn't it? Because the world is all kind of washed out and fairly monotone, where your units and what happens on screen is all the, is, is the colour. Mm-hmm. And it's, uh, it works quite well. You know, it keeps, keeps you focused on what you need to see. Um, it's pretty hard. That game, um, I've tried. I've tried to describe it before. Isn't it? It's like it's like tower defense in reverse. I think is the best description. Like the alien has this really retarded plan of like, in order to take over Baghdad, we need to like create this mysterious dome, and within it, instead of having units that move, we'll build a shit ton of towers. Somehow, I don't quite know how that's a good strategy. Yeah, it doesn't make any actual sense. No, if for some reason we were taking over an enemy planet, maybe, then this would make more sense, but you're not, you're defending against an alien threat who are defending. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's a, a bit bizarre, but you, it's kind of cool because it adds a tactical element to tower defense. Wherever, with not like normal tower defense games, I suppose what you do is build your defenses in the right place. And why? Um, yeah. The enemy's already done this, so you have to try and figure out the best way to get past them, which is, comes down to planning your route through the city and what assists used at what time. As the game, as you go through the game, you get access to more units and abilities, and it's a there's a bit of strategy on not only what units you put in your convoy, but in what order they um, are placed in the convoy. Like, do, do you put your shield generator like near the front so stuff can so you, like your frontline forces can take a bit more brunt, and then put your missile launchers in the back and stuff like that, or do you carry one of those? So, uh, there's, there's even a sort of like a supply unit that will gradually like give you more abilities as the level goes on and then you have to choose whether you want one of those and which ability you want it to produce and things like that because you can't you can't go back once you've changed it up 
changed it to a new ability, you can't change that unit back unless you sell it off and buy another one. Uh, I see. It's like, so you have to make some hard decisions, and it's, uh, I don't know, it's pretty fun. Pretty fun. Mm-hmm. For some reason, everyone's British. Yeah, that does seem quite strange. <laughs> oh, I, I guess the studio was British, and they probably just had, like, some British dudes. Yeah. Relatable. Doing yeah. bad voice acting. Awesome. Yeah. <laughs> it was not that bad, to be honest. It's not bad, it's just British. <laughs> yes. When do they start making it? <laughs> because it's like, is this just a political statement about the withdrawal of forces for We're still fucking there when these aliens arrive. I think the game might have released like a year ago on yeah. iOS. And it's, you know, only gotten re-mentioned recently because of the Xbox port. It's got finished. Yeah. Where presumably there was a bit of a graphical update, I guess, because it would look... I guess it would look a bit shoddy if the Xbox was producing some of those visuals. Some of the flame effects, I mean, look a bit weird because they sort of jiggle a bit. Like they come out of cars on the street and sort of go wobble, wobble, like the bitmap wobble. It's not just the, the, the flame effect, like the whole bitmap of the flame sort of seems to jump about a bit. But Or maybe it's probably, no, actually it was over around, probably the PC version that came out a year ago was probably already up to snuff and they had to cut it down for iOS. So I'm probably thinking the wrong way around here. <laughs> Uh, Maybe. But yeah, it's pretty good. Well worth the £2.50 anyway. Infinity Blade to come. <laughs> Maybe that'll be my next game attack once I've finished this. Do you think? Yeah, I, I probably should, you know, as big as it is. I guess. But there, is the question, is the, there is the question of whether to jump to Infinity Blade 2, just to start there. Yeah, it's probably probably reasonable. Yeah. Apparently that supports wrestling now and stuff. And, has more effects, more more environments if you play on iPad, you know, more uh, environmental effects if you play iPad 2 or higher. So you'll probably be prettier. Ooh. Uh, yeah, what else have I been playing? I'm trying to think now. Oh, I didn't get to talk. Did I mention Canon Cat and Rocket Fox? No. Last week. Um, two little tiny free games that I came across. Well, one of them was completely free anyway. And the, it's a... Uh, I'm trying to figure out how to describe this. You're a cat whose main method of transportation is cannons <laughs> that float in the sky. It's Donkey Kong, basically. Yeah, yeah kind of, except without the platforming element. <laughs> yeah, actually, that's, that's a pretty good description. It is Donkey Kong without the platforming bit. It's like you basically, the entire game is you come out of a warp thing into a cannon, and then you have to fire your cannon at the right angle. There's no buttons, basically. You just press the screen to fire, so you have to wait for the cannon to face the right direction and yeah. fire at the opportune moment. And that's the entire game. You have to, like, fly between cannon to cannon, ca- catching, ca- freeing the sky fish. And you're, Why would a cat be freeing fish? I don't know. You're eating them. But the idea is to get to the end of the level, free, getting all of the skyfish on the way, because he seems disappointed when you reach the end and you haven't, so I'm, I'm making sure I get all of them. Avoiding the f- penguins with propellers attached to their backs, because <laughs> they seem to be bad guys. <laughs> For no particular reason. Yeah. It, it's, it's insanely cute as well, because like, when the cat like falls to its death, it sort of just goes, wow, 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 and puts its arms out in front of it in a sort of like ridiculously cute animation. <laughs> it's, it's small, it's simple, but strangely cool. I'd spent far too much time on it than, I, than it really probably deserves, but it's alright for a freebie. Might as well check it out. The other thing I tried, because it came up at the same time as Cannon Cat and sounded very similar, was Rocket Fox. <laughs> <laughs> it's like this looks like the same game. And is it? <laughs> no. 
It's made by Namco. Or Namco Bandai, I suppose, is they're more officially known. And it's a, a 3D tilt game where you land on flowers that are rockets for some reason, and when you land on that flower, you fly into the sky and you have to tilt the screen to aim where you land, which has to be another flower, so you fly up again and can move through the level until you've got all the flowers or whatever the objective is for that level. Sort of works kind of well. The visuals aren't great, but they're 3D at least. Um, and there, are, there is a sort of like a puzzle mechanic to it, because certain flowers release other rockets that can take other flowers out of commission. So if your goal is to get all of the flowers in the level, then you... Um, can sort of speed up the process sometimes by landing on the right flower that will oh, right, get okay. the nearby ones. But you have to be careful because some levels, when you do that, you then remove your root because you've if you if you activate that one too early or something, you might need some of the flowers nearby to actually get where you need to go. So there's a, there's a sort of puzzling element on it, and it's uh, unfortunately, as it turns out, it wasn't actually that free. It was one of those games that sort of looks free, but when you get into it, it's actually a demo for the full thing. Oh, right. And it's a uh, um, which probably makes sense it's a Namco game you know they probably would charge money for it <laughs> but it has an interesting sort of like story element when you get to that point it's like wait where is everything the landscape's completely bare it's like oh no this must be one of those demo version things <laughs> damn oh and, and to <laughs> this is the best bit of the game to exclaim his um um you know his disappointment at it being a demo version one of the characters literally just says Dump. <laughs> like, since when has that been a... Maybe it's a translation thing, but this character just goes, Oh, dump. <laughs> dump. <sighs> dump. So, yes. So, yeah, I played that as well. Rocket Fox. I'm still playing Tiny Tower for some reason. For some reason. I really don't understand why. It's compulsive. Uh, That's how they get you. Still playing Bejeweled Blitz. I saw that Bejeweled Free has come out on Chrome now. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah, which I thought was weird, considering clearly the other version of it is better. Well, they recently released... They did release Bejeweled HD on iPad recently, right. which was like an iPad-specific version of it, which they didn't have before, which has retina graphics and all of that. And it has... Annoyingly, though, and like I think maybe at some point Popcat thought that that speed mode that I like from Bejeweled Chrome was really shit or something because <laughs> it's not in any of the other versions. No, it's still not in this brand new version that they've made. And, or oh, this is the worst bit of all. Like, I was like, well, maybe it'd be alright. If it, had, it has a blitz button in it, which presumably blitz plays like Bejeweled Blitz does. Yeah. Oh, but it's worse than that. That button isn't a remake of that game mode. No, no, no. It just launches Bejeweled Blitz, <laughs> oh. the, the other app. <laughs> it's like, ah, bit of a jit. So maybe that means that Bejeweled Blitz is going to get an HD makeover sometime soon, but sounds like they're avoiding it. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. I'm a bit disappointed by that because, you know, Bejeweled Speed is awesome. <laughs> Much more entertaining than Blitz. Yep, totally. Uh, yeah, so I think I'm out. I think I'm done. Cool. Okay, Zachary <laughs> Burgess, what have you been playing? All the usual shit. All the usual shit. Oh, well, shit. no, actually, all not the all the usual, usual shit. shit. 
because once again, the thing I have been playing is all Fortress, which I guess is sort of becoming the usual shit of me not playing it now. <laughs> because, god damn it, I don't know. I think I might actually have to this time, though, because I finally came out with this patch that I've been waiting for. Okay, fine. And there's only been a very small post-patch patch. <laughs> And I'm like, I think it might finally be time to commit and actually play some more. Might actually yeah. be ready to play. Yeah. Well, you mean they, they may have fixed enough this time. Yeah, they may have fixed the things that were bugging me from the previous two or three patches enough that I'm like, yeah, that'll do. They'll still be bugs, of course, because it's more fortress, but... <laughs> you don't know yet, because you haven't checked out. No. And, and you, you haven't know, checked out the release notes or anything. Well, I've looked at the patch notes to see what they've been fixed. Yeah. I'm just trying to imagine what some of the combat text would be if there was a boomerang in it. <laughs> Boomerang. There wouldn't be any different from all the rest of the combat text. Yeah, but there, there could be some interesting, like, misfiring text or something, because I imagine my model of the boomerang <laughs> might be quite prone to failure. <laughs> it would be that interesting, like, thing. You fire the boomerang. Oh no, it's got tangled. <laughs> it's got caught in itself. Or the, or the, bo- the boomerang in the boomerang comes out at an awkward angle and knocks yourself out. <laughs> But yeah, the most recent stuff in Dwarf Fortress... You are not trained to use this. <laughs> Probably. The most recent stuff in Dwarf Fortress has, has been all the hauling changes with, like, minecarts and wheelbarrows and shit. Mm-hmm. And, and, like, mining changes where you don't necessarily get quite so much random shitty rock out of every piece. Because like, it used to be, like, as you leveled up your mining on the mining dwarves, they'd get faster, but they'd also produce more rock. Mm-hmm. So when they were, like, legendary, almost every square that they mined would produce a bit of rock. Cool. And then you just have fucking millions of tons of rock all over the place that was completely useless and actually got in the way when you wanted to build things. <laughs> so now they've made it... Now it's much more... You only, it, Apparently it's no longer skill-based on how much rock you get, but you can convert the, the boulders that you get out of mining into, like four bricks so it's basically like you can you get four times as much stuff but it starts off as one thing that you convert into four things I see so you get less of it but you still basically have the same amount of resources effectively Hmm. for building and stuff so it won't fuck with anyone's mega projects (laughs) because you need a shit ton of resources for that of course and there's similar sort of things with the ores where it's like you might not get as much ore but you can make more bars per bit of ore I see so yeah, and the hauling sounds ridiculous. There's all kinds of projectile motion and shit that they've added. Like now that they've started modeling projectiles more legitimately, where it's like things have a para- para- uh, parabola. parabola. They have a parabola and like pointless shit. Like you can skip things off the surface of water. Oh cool! <laughs> oh, do you have to, have to be the right kind of shape? I, I wouldn't have thought so, but yeah. <laughs> apparently you could do that with minecarts and shit. They go faster. Minecarts, <laughs> sweet. And apparently, like, if you if a minecart crashes, the contents can fly out and, like, murder people in, like, a shotgun effect. <laughs> so you can probably create some kind of ridiculous minecart-based trap mechanisms where it's like, all these goblins are walking down the hall, deploy the minecarts, <laughs> just murder them all with a bunch of random shrapnel. Cool. Although, knowing Dwarf Fortress, the random shrapnel could be probably anything in the classic Dwarf Fortress style. Like how in adventure mode, where feathers you, in there, in yeah. Where it's like in adventure mode where you could throw literally anything and it would count as a random projectile. Mm. I'm gonna throw this vomit and it murders you because <laughs> it still counts as a solid projectile. Really? Yeah. For so, a baby, <laughs> that is a valid projectile. That one was a classic. 
the old classic of like murder a goblin child and then use the goblin child to murder more goblins. <laughs> <laughs> That's hard. Yeah, it's hardcore. You've been killed by your kids involuntarily. <laughs> Yeah, Bullfort just might be time to get back in, but of course I've been playing more Minecraft, which is sort of the same style of thing, except more in a single-person element. Mm. <laughs> Instead of a management, it's more like doing it yourself. Mm-hmm. Although I was also looking at another ridiculous Minecraft mod that's basically tried to combine Minecraft and North Fortress. Really? Again? Well, yeah, but more, more like directly this time. Okay. Because it's like it introduces... Like, instead of just Minecraft's generic stone, mm-hmm. you get, like, 20 goddamn different types of stone, and they appear in layers, and each different stone has different types of properties and shit. Like Dwarf Yeah, like Dwarf Fortress. So, it's, but the trouble with that mod is that it hasn't got all of the features in yet, so it's almost pointless. It's like, you can, now, if you install it, it's like, you can get all these different kinds of rock and trees, and, like... I think it's mainly just rock and trees. Oh, and ores. And it's like, all that actually does is just make it more difficult to do the first, like, when you want to, you can't just punch a tree to get wood. Now you have to scavenge, like, a bit of flint to make a flint tool, and then you can get wood. And you can't just use the wood, you have to cut it into planks, which requires, like, a, you know, a certain percentage chance to break the log into a good plank to make a crafting table. But then you can't just craft, like, a pickaxe. You have to find ore. Then you have to, like, make charcoal in a charcoal, like, mound. Mm-hmm. And then you have to take the charcoal and the ore and then you have to heat it up in a fire pit and you have to smelt the ore into an ingot and then you have to heat the ingots up and then you have to hit the ingot on the anvil in a certain way in order to turn it into <laughs> into the parts of a pickaxe to make a pickaxe. Wow, that is complex. So it's like, it's like Dwarf Watchers in Minecraft, except the, the trouble is that that's about as far as it goes. Once you get to the forging part... The, the, that's it. Yeah, the mod hasn't <laughs> gone further than that yet. Okay, but it's being actively developed. Yeah, apparently the next thing will be farming is the, is their next major part to implement. So there'll be all irrigation and... Is, that yeah. all, is it basically almost the same? Like, are they slavishly like copying as far as they can from Dwarf Fortress? Or are well... They sort of coming out of their own... Sort of. I mean, obviously being as it's like... Being... In Minecraft, where it's like first person y, yeah. you have to like. Because in, in Dwarf Fortress, it's just like you tell a dwarf to smell iron and then he goes and does it. Mm. Rather in this, where it's like it's a mechanic to do it. Yeah. Because <laughs> otherwise, there wouldn't be much of a game to it. No. It would just be like Minecraft normally, is where you shove iron in the top and coal in the bottom and then iron comes out. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. That's that. I haven't installed that mod. I might wait. I, that's another thing where it's like, I'm not sure I'm ready for that yet. Maybe once it gets some more of the mechanics in. Yeah. And and with the agriculture, they, he's said that he wants to like make, uh, like change, change Minecraft's water mechanics to be finite so it doesn't have that stupid seven block distance flow thing that Minecraft has. Oh, okay. So the water will actually be a limited resource or whatever. I mean, it is technically... Well, apart from you can make water generators in Minecraft, whereas, like, if there's two water blocks that flow into one block, it fills it up and creates a new water block. Another block, so then you've got infinite water. So, yeah, apparently possibly finite water, which might be kind of weird. They did try that. That it because it used to be like that in the very early versions of Minecraft. And it was like that is too much physics calculations. We need to <laughs> cut that down and make it a bit simpler. Right, I see. So yeah, there's that. And I also was looking at other mods like the stupid red power mod, which is this unnecessarily complicated addition to the like redstone circuitry. 
to make it so that it's more like actual circuitry where you have like real cables and ribbon cables which are like bundles of cables and then you can run like 16 different colours of cable into a ribbon cable which is just one plot <laughs> which is wire. just one cable yeah that sounds cool and then program computers in it and all like the logic gates are just one block that you can just put down rather and than having to build one. make one yeah and I yeah so I hadn't gone for that one yet either that was like a bit ridiculous I think I'm just going to stick with the Buildcraft forestry and equivalent exchange combo. Are they sort of very? Uh, they work very well together. Those two equivalent exchange and they're kind of yeah. developing in a way that that they're supporting each other's features. Well, yeah, pretty much because I mean the buildcraft and forestry is basically an offshoot of buildcraft, so that's basically yeah. very compatible. And then equivalent exchange has certain things that are compatible, like all the buildcraft pipes tend to be able to pump in and out of the equivalent exchange chest system yeah. and all their. Compressors or whatever, so it's all nice and compatible. Nice. So I've been doing that some more, Indeed. continuing my ridiculous giant world of Minecrafting and Your bees. Giant world of Minecrafting and bees. The bees. Lots of bees. Hello. We have visitors. <laughs> uh, how far have we got to go? Half an hour. Half an hour. Half an hour more cast, and we'll say hi. And then open some <laughs> windows. Jesus. Mm. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so yeah, I've been breeding lots of stupid bees. It is getting pretty hot. Yeah, I know. It's getting hard to think in here. Covered in bees! It's hard to think. Covered bees! And I may, I, I've been really annoyed by the bees systems, where you breed them, because it has, the, it has like basically genetics, where it's like you have dominant recessive... <laughs> yeah, exactly. Right. You have like dominant recessive traits, right? and then you, you, they each... Each bee has, like, an active and inactive part of its genome, and then you breed them, and it has a 50% chance to pick each one from each parent. Oh, so it's quite it simplistic. Yeah, it's simplistic, but... But in a cool way. Yeah, but in a cool genetics way. is way complicated. <laughs> yeah, basically. But then the trouble with it is that the different, like, traits are described in words. Right. So when you have, like, lifespan, uh-huh. it's, like, short or whatever, except for it uses a load of words that are too similar... So lifespan, you have like shortest, and then you have shorter, and then you have short, and then you have shortened. <laughs> Why? And I'm like, which one of these is Why? longer? <laughs> Didn't they just say small, medium, and large lives? Or like one, <laughs> so, <laughs> so, yeah. so it's like shortened, like less than short. Then or? no, shortened is longer than short. Short, shortened. Yeah, that makes sense. No, I would have thought shortened would have been something because you could have something long. That has been shortened, but it's still pretty long. No, but shortened is less than like normal. But short is sh- shorter than shortened because it's more short. Yeah, that's what I was saying. <laughs> yeah, so it goes shortened <laughs> then short then shorter. Yeah, downwards. Yeah, yeah, that's got it. You got it. Yeah. But then the trouble with that was because in the like genetics, recessive things are marked in blue, and obviously if it's recessive, you have to have both. Genes be recessive for it to for that trait to become active, right? Because otherwise, whichever yeah, one yeah, of the two yeah, is yeah. dominant always it's takes always over. Yeah. But the trouble with that was that I wasn't really paying attention. But when the lifespan gets to normal, normal is recessive, and I just saw blue, so I bred out normal for shortened, and I was like, "Wait, shit! Normal is shit longer than shortened." <laughs> Fuck. Oh, <no. laughs> so now I lost my normal traits. Although I only had one species of bee ever that has actually had that so far, so 
Next time I find something that has normal, I'll try and preserve it. How do the bees appear, then, in the world? Are they, like, little cubes? No, you just get, like, when you make a beehive, it just has, like, a like particle effect that come right. off it, and, like, random particle bees that float through the air. Okay. So, yeah. So you don't get to see little bees going to... No, it's not the specific places. That'd be cool. Just floating around. They have an area that they work in where flowers will grow around the hive, and if you put more flowers in there... I don't know if it actually affects the output, but I assume it does, because that would make sense. It would make sense. <laughs> More honeys. Yeah. And so you can make various kinds of honey depending on what kinds of bee you have, which is kind of weird. You can get some quite rare resources. Like, I've just, when you, I just found one of the special types of bee, you only get in, like, dungeon chests underground. So it's a randomly spawning. It's not like you can get it in... Dungeon the, bees. Yeah, dungeon bees. Steadfast. <laughs> That's brilliant. <laughs> Dungeon bees. They sound awesome. They're called steadfast. Isn't do, do, do they casually walk around with axes? <laughs> no. They are shiny, though. Do they drop potions? No, they in fact make cocoa. What? What? Because chocolate, chocolate dungeon bee. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's because one of the random, like, one of the random sort of prize resources you get in dungeon chests is cocoa beans, and that's the only place you can get them, so they're, like, super rare. But now you, if you get one of these dungeon bees, you can have... It makes cocoa cones that you can... Refine. Cocoa cones. Yes, yeah, that you can refine into more cocoa. But does it make bacon in bacon bakes? That's the question. <laughs> that would be an awesome kind of bee. Yeah. But no, cocoa cones. Yes. Okay, cool. So you can get extra cocoa beans. Which is really weird, because... You the co- get chocolatey honey out of it. Yeah, well, basically. There should totally be a candy called cocoa cones. That's a cool name. <laughs> Okay. New, so. new, Cadbury's Coco Cones. <laughs> it's a variant on Coco Pops, surely. Coco Cones. No, there's nothing as cooler than Coco Cones. It's got, got another C. It's got three codes in it. Coco Cones. Unless you get the Chanel license, like Coco's Coco Cones. <laughs> you could have all kinds of things like that, couldn't you? You could have, like, chocolate flavored painkillers and Coca-Cola. Coca-Cola world. There's a value over the... You can buy over the... No, it's Cocodamol that you buy, Co-co-co-co-co-co-co-co-co-co. so it would be Cocodamol. Okay. <laughs> That's probably more awesome than Coca Cones. Or a Cocodamol code. You'd be sorted. It's a delivery mechanism. Like, yeah, the Cocodamol. It's quite hard to actually get the number of codes right when you say that. Cocodamol codes. Conan.co.co.uk. Sponsored by Conan. Com. Co.com. Lovely, they have That'd be great. I was trying to think if there's any other ones that are actually more co than co.uk. What would CO be as a country code? Could you got .co.co? Yeah, I don't think. don't think CO would be a country. Co.co.co.co.co.co.co.co.co.co.co.co.co.co.co.co.co.co.co.co.co.co.co.co.co.co.co.co.co.co.co.co.co.co.co.co.co.co.co.co.co.co.co.co.co.co.co.co.co.co
you have, sort of have to commit 100% to the forestry thing if you want to do it with any sort of automation. Because, I mean, you can feed stuff in manually easy enough to the various in- inputs and outputs or whatever. If you want to make it automated, it's like the entire of the forestry mod pretty much, like, links into itself. So you have to build yes. basically the whole loop at once. Uh-huh. Whereas, like, the tree farm links with the peat bog and the wheat farm, and they all interchange each other. And you have to have various engines running all the different parts. So, yeah. And then using, and then with Buildcraft, you get the special pipe wires, which let you put logic gates on pipes so that they can trigger various. Oh. Diversions. What, as part of the same blocks yeah. or on top of? It's like the pipe, you have four different colours of pipe wire that go on each side of the pipe. Oh. So you can run four Do different... You just a, a paint them on the side? Yeah, basically. It's just oh. like another item that stacks on top of it. Is there much of that in Minecraft? Like, stacking onto the same block? Not really. Not in a basic Minecraft, but a lot of mods have done it. I mean, like that red, like the red power stuff with the stacked cables or whatever. Yeah. I mean, those aren't technically two items, but you can build... In the red power thing also lets you build wires that go like up walls and along ceilings. Right. So when you're in like a corner, that's technically like two items per one block of empty space. Mm-hmm. So you're having to deal with that, which is supposedly quite hard, which is maybe why it didn't happen like that in original Minecraft. Because that would have been well useful, because running redstone current vertically in normal Minecraft is a giant pain in the ass, because there's no way to do it. The only, there's two ways to do it. One is to just to build a staircase, because it can run up the side of one block at a time. Right. But that's obviously incredibly space inefficient. Mm-hmm. And then the other way to do it is, like, use redstone repeaters to charge a, a block, and then that powers the redstone on top of that block, and then you have another repeater facing the other way, so you kind of zigzag upwards. Mm, that's really slow. Yeah, and that's not very efficient either. And you need a lot of redstone to do that, so it kind of sucks. Like you're a dis- ridiculous piston elevator for yourself. Yep, <laughs> making my piston elevator uses way too many pistons and is not really very fast. I was saying how uncomfortable it must be to actually ride one of those things because you're constantly getting shoved. It's like shoved up, shoved across, shoved up, shoved across. Well, the other thing about what about that is come out so bruised. <laughs> well, it probably I was thinking about maybe I should put the the block that's on the front of the piston that shoves you sideways. And I was like, maybe I should make this wall. Maybe it'd look nicer because at the moment it's just like a fucking chunk of coal stone hit you in the face. <laughs> <laughs> You'd still be like, even if it, even if it was like made of wool, you'd still probably fall over and like. And yeah, you'd have to have like roller skates on or something. Maybe. <laughs> so he goes. <laughs> like fell over just once, that you've like been balled up and tumbling all over the place, and what if a limb sort of went between, like out of the piston range or something, gets crashed against your central pillar or something? It's all kinds of dangerous. Yeah. You'd have to just sort of sit on like a Teflon floor. <laughs> Like, wee, wee, wee. Yeah, or just like enclose yourself in like an elevator car, basically. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. cube on wheels or something. They just go, <laughs> like, like you couldn't rotate and fall over and stuff. Yeah. At least it's not a TNT elevator. <laughs> it's fucking impossible to maintain. <laughs> I don't know. I, I don't know. I guess you. Well, you probably could if you were using one of the other mods, like Red Power, that can place blocks directly. I actually, I suppose Billcraft can do that now that they've updated their... Oh, what, so the populator thing can just populate the space with TNT? Yeah. If you use, one, if you use the new Billcraft blueprints that can record the type of block, not just whether it's a block or not, then you probably could have it replant all the TNT for you. <laughs> Would the TNT, like, destroy stuff, though? 
No, because the, in the piston, in the TNT elevator, it, it falls into water, and then the water, like any explosions in Minecraft in water, it like really limits the range, but not necessarily the power. No, so it's like you're standing in a very specific location that's in range just enough so it doesn't kill you, but it still propels you because there's a lot of dynamite piled into one block, <laughs> which is why that system works at all. Still totally ridiculous, though. And if you were exploding a fairy fountain, you could probably get your health back immediately after the explosion. <laughs> it's one of the things that you can make out of the honey in, in forestry is like ambrosia. Ambrosia? Yep. Which is obviously like the best health item, best food and health item. That like refills your food bar like eight points and gives you health regeneration for like 40 seconds. Which is easily the best thing by miles. But it's like, it's not even that difficult to make. Well, you do have to breed like one one very specific type of bee, but it's not necessarily the hardest one to get to. So yeah, are there any killer bees? Well, yeah, basically like hell stuff. bees. Well, there are hell bees. Supposedly, <laughs> I haven't found any of them yet. They still sound hilarious. But it's like certain types of bee in the area of effect around their hive. If you walk in it, you start getting injured or whatever. Yeah, but normal bees would hurt you, surely. You'd think, but they don't. Do you not need a bee suit? You can get one, but only for those very specific types of bees oh, that do have effects. Jungle bees poison you. That's the only one that I've found so far. Oh, and actually one of the bee species that I bred, one of the fight, like end of the normal tree, has an error of effect that gives you regeneration instead of injuring you. So <laughs> it's like, sweet. <laughs> Bonus bees. Bonus oh, bees. So could you make put those up the shaft of your TNT elevator? I guess so. <laughs> Prepare yourself and hear yourself on the way up. Whee! <laughs> Is it, would the TNT elevator allow you to have a platform that shield you from the blast, but with you'd ride the platform up, or does is that how it works? And the no, because the, the you don't really doesn't stop the blast damage. You don't really get because in Minecraft you don't really get separated blocks. Do you? you don't, the only things that are affected by gravity are like gravel and sand, and those only fall down. Mm-hmm. So you can't really have separated... Cause the other, I suppose you don't blow anything up. No. Yeah, I mean, the other kind of TNT cannons that they, they used to were the horizontal ones, but they used, like, mine carts. Could you, stand, could you stand on a cow? If you exploded a cow, or would it just immediately die? Well, a ride, pig, ride, ride, like the ride pig you can ride. I don't, think that, I don't think those protect you from damage, you know. I don't no, think so they absorb the damage. No, maybe not. Mm. But you could ride a cow <laughs> up a lift. Cow lifts. Maybe. So yeah, that's Minecraft. And then I played quite a lot of Team Fortress 2 because they still have a fucking patched battlefield. God damn it. And every time I thought I could only go for the battlefield, it's like, no, I can't. They still have a fucking battlefield. Well, back to Team Fortress then. <laughs> anything interesting happening in TF? Because I've not played that for like a month. Well, you should. But there's not really anything new. There haven't really been. There's been a like a really slow trickle of new items, although not really new weapons, and they've, they've mostly just been cos- cosmetic stuff. So yeah, nothing particularly interesting going on. There's still no sign of that new game yeah. they were going on about. So, <laughs> Whatever the fuck that is. How long has that been running now? That that teasers. <laughs> they even mentioned it since. No, <laughs> just like that one time where they said something and then never. Yeah, we're making again. a brand new game mode. <laughs> Don't know what it is yet, but we're making it. No. So yeah, I've been playing that quite a lot with loads of noobs. God damn it. 
free to play noobs. Yeah. And they still exist. You'd think, I don't know, they'd be, in, they, they'd they be would good enough, get better. Yeah. <laughs> They're probably just like new free to play noobs. There's a very light of the slow trickling cycle of new people all the time. Or maybe it's just like, maybe just all the good people have left now, moved on to other things. You think? Like what? I don't know. The Hardcore must still be there in the Hampshire Heavy stuff. Oh, I haven't really played on the Hampshire Heavies. They've been quite empty recently. No. They moved their servers to a new address, which Yay. I assume means they actually got new servers and might actually fix their goddamn lag problem that they've had forever. But then no one plays on them any longer. <laughs> so that yeah, worked really well. Because no one knows where they are. Maybe, but I mean, the, the, the stupid... Should they? The stupid Hampshire Heavies 4 with their stupid Saxon Hale Freak Fortress, whatever the fuck that mode is, mm. that's still normally got people in, God but that's it. because it's that specific mod. <laughs> So I guess people can search for that. Mm. Oh, well, I don't mind if Heavy's one is slightly underpopulated compared to normal. <laughs> it's been empty most of the last two or three times. I looked like last night. Like, Friday night. Not a single person in any of the Hampshire Heavy centers apart from four. <laughs> and I was like, God damn it. Maybe they discovered beer. <laughs> it is Friday night. <laughs> I don't think that's ever stopped Team Fortress players. No. Well, I went on... I mean, the, the other two, like the Uvirium server and the... UKCS servers that I also have my favourites, those were both fools, so I went on one of them. <laughs> and it was like, okay then, because I'm playing review fools. And there's been some, uh, there have been a couple of people that I've seen quite regularly the last week or two, where it's like, but they're not this guy again. <laughs> yeah. There's one particularly bastard spy who's been doing the rounds, and another guy who's pretty good at sniping and scout. Which are the three most annoying classes, so <laughs> whenever you see those guys, it's like, oh, god damn it. Am I going to end up on his team again or not? I don't know, demo men are pretty annoying. That's true, but mainly if they have, like, crits demo. Yeah. <laughs> Although, of course, these servers have random crits, so they can still be annoying. Mm. But they're not random crits ever, are they, in, in TF2? Yeah. They're, like, based on your... No, they are random, oh, but random. they just get more if you if you. Yeah. The better you're doing, the more likely yeah. they are. That's what I mean. Well, yeah. the, the, in that one life span, anyway. Okay, or so they're, they're random, but the probability <laughs> yeah. changes. Yes. Yeah. Slightly. Probably not that noticeably. I don't think. No. The only thing I ever notice it on is melee, where it's like because I a yeah. lot of my really a lot of the weapons I use, particularly well, it's most obvious with Sniper, because the Huntsman can't get random crits, so that chance of getting random crits is sort of accruing, and then when I switch to melee, I almost always get crits. That's pretty <laughs> cool. does that happen? Yeah. If you use a non-critting weapon, yeah. it stores it up for them. I think so. If you get a bunch of kills. At least it seems like it. Or maybe I'm just getting a lot of kills with, with the Huntsman, and then when I switch to melee, it's like, oh, you're doing well, have some crits. Perhaps. That's kind of funny, though. Yeah. If it does do that, that's fantastic. Like, store them up. <laughs> the crit knife is clearly awesome, so yeah. it helps. <laughs> crit cookery. Seeing as it is my only other weapon when I'm using the stupid backstab shield. Yeah, I don't really use... I've always used the P-Jar, but I've moved back to using the SMG on my sniper. Hmm. I've a lot... Well, the other thing I've been doing with sniper recently is using the full stupid crocodile set. Oh, what, the head stopper? Yeah. <laughs> and and the P-gun. Yeah, the P-gun. I've got quite good with the P-gun now. I used to think it was totally pointless, but then I realised what you do is, like, you you try and just hit people with it to, to get the P on them. But, like, if you don't kill them, just no-scope them, because then you're doing mini-crit damage, so you can just quickly fire off additional no-scope shots to try and finish them off. Yeah. <laughs> 
which is actually fairly effective. Or you, you could presumably rapid-fire scope shots if they're tricky or aim at. Well, yeah, but, you know, rescoping takes quite a long time, relatively speaking, and it doesn't really do, do, doesn't really do that much more damage until it's charged up, and that takes time in itself, so just no scoping for, like, 70 damage a shot, so with the mini crits, do that. And hilariously piss off other snipers where it's like, no, you can't headshot me. The number of times where I I had at least one time where I got into an epic snipe-off with this one other sniper, and he just kept headshotting me every time, and I'd just end up on one health, and then I'd run back to a health <laughs> container and restore the full health, come back out again, and then he headshot me again, and then I'd get him or whatever. It's like, if you just charged f- up fully and body shot me, I'd die, but you keep aiming at the head! <laughs> <laughs> so like, would, if um, you're using that kit, did you, have you discovered like if you end up down on one health and then you get headshot? No, I haven't noticed. I haven't noticed that literally happening. impossible to die from a headshot. <laughs> I've never, I've never been headshotted again while I've been on one health. So <laughs> I don't know. Hmm. Maybe because every time you get down one health, you just run the fuck away. <laughs> yeah, it's like oh shit, now <laughs> you've taken your one invincibility chance. Hmm. But yeah, that is pretty pretty effective. For I, try annoying I, don't, I don't have the full kit. Yeah, you need the hat. That's the problem. I don't have the hat, no. That must be quite funny on two fault servers. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> yeah, you're the one sniper that no one can deal with. Or stupid <laughs> people can't deal with. Unless they realise the body shot. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not, I find that kind of... I'm sure it's meant to be a sort of a balance element to it, but I mean, it's like the fact that the the the, the, sh- the back shield in that set gives you the 25 additional health, but that only takes you to exactly 150, which is how much a fully charged body shot does. Yeah. Like it doesn't prevent you from dying from a fully charged body shot; it just makes it take exactly a fully charged body shot. Maybe if you got a tiny bit of overheal. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> Someone kept pumping you slightly. So yeah. That's that set. And other than that, it's all been the traditional bog scout. Because <laughs> I still find that hilariously entertaining. It is quite fun. When you're on the right conditions, I find it really difficult to play bog scout properly. Well, it is more difficult inherently by having less health. Yeah. <coughs> well, it has the minus on the health? The bog? Yeah, the same man. The, the same the man. Same well, he says bog Everyone scout, says bog scout when they mean the same man. When, when you use the baseball to bonk people even though that's not the bonk oh I see because the bonk is the drink <laughs> yeah because someone again someone said that in like the chat last night they were like whoever's that scout doing all the bonking is doing a great job and I'm like now does he mean the fact that I'm studying people or does he mean the fact that I'm drinking using the drink and uh, distracting things because <laughs> I couldn't really tell I was doing both <laughs> but apparently I was doing good at it <laughs> woo random appraisal yeah rareness Stranger praises Zach's bonking ability. News. <laughs> yep, that's the awesome. Trying to get maximum range stuns. Yeah. Really best. But it's always satisfying. Every time it's on, like, um, Thunder Mountain. Because <laughs> <laughs> that level is fucking huge, so there's plenty of, uh, plenty of directions you can shoot in that will get you that range. <sighs> like the classic, with on, anyone on top of that C point at the last. Where you can shoot up from Swan and immediately go and get another ball before they are down. <laughs> that was the best place. I've still only actually managed to do that to you. <laughs> yeah, you bastard. <laughs> that was fucking irritating. <laughs> oh, I'm stunned locked. I, I can only move a tiny fraction before I get hit again. 
That was hilarious. It was a pretty cool video. Yeah. <laughs> God damn it. I was completely fucked. I couldn't do anything during that stun period. Yeah. It's like, and then the, the window was so small that eventually I managed to sneak my way yeah, out. Yeah, you just And then, of course, the, the ball hit does push you back very yeah, tightly as well. Yeah, momentum, yeah. So, yeah. That was funny. I've got, I think I got like two or three ball kills again last night, which is always funny. Critical balls are the best. Mm. 45 damage. It's <laughs> <laughs> quite a lot. Yeah. You can get ball kills quite easily with that. And I did do a classic P-snipe where I hit someone with the P-snipe and it, it, it was a heavy. Hit with a P-snipe shot and then a scout was literally that second fired and instantly killed him. And then the scout just came, came running back and was like, yeah! Woo! <laughs> 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 was like, well, that went well. <laughs> really well. And murdered that heavy instantly. <laughs> so yeah, that's Team Fortress. It's still the same. Yep. Still awesome, clearly. Apart from the levels. Because the, that's the other problem with not playing on the Hampshire Heavies. Other servers seem to have much worse level rotations. Mm. Even the ones that have, like, Rock the Vote or whatever. Not, sometimes people, um, it's like 50-50 as to whether people actually like a server, so the Rock the Vote never goes through for the people who don't like it. Yeah. <laughs> so you end up playing stupid shit, like, well, they were trying to Rock the Vote off of Dust Bowl last night, which is sort of, I don't know about that, Matt. I'm 50-50 about that. Yeah. <laughs> It's okay sometimes. It can be okay. It's, but it's it, not one of the worst maps. No. That's fucking well. No, well is fine. No, well's annoying. As long as it's not CTF well. In which case it's terrible. I don't know if I've ever played CTF well. Yes, you have. Really? I don't remember it. It changes the middle of the map so you don't get the whole building. You just get like the little covered shack where the tra- there's only one train line and it just goes straight through the middle. Oh, right, so it's really thin as opposed to the... Yeah. Oh, no, it's only one train line, isn't it? Normally. No, it's two. You get one on each direction, on either side of the main building. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, no, I'm, I'm just not remember any of these levels. I think I'm thinking of a different level to you. I am. You're not thinking about freight. No, what's the one with the spires? Badlands. Oh, it's that level, I mean. Well's okay. Badlands is fine, too. I hate that open space near the spires. Everywhere else on that map is fine. It's just that open space near the spires becomes such a class... Um, creates such a class problem. I just never go there. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's like some classes can, can do well there. Like it's It can work if you're a spy in that area. And it, it can rocket, work pretty rocket, well for soldiers, yeah. Rocket, rocket guys are, are pretty good. Not so great for demos because of the height problem. Um... But they spam that area with tons of demo spam. And you can fire in the corner of that building like a bastard. I don't know, demo spam doesn't work so well over such ridiculously large areas, though. If you're actually trying to make a push, then it's pretty tricky. Yeah, you can't dislodge people off the balcony very easily. No, it's uh, Sniper Haven. Snipes do really well there. Well, Pyros are kind of useless. <laughs> well, Pyros are kind of useless in a lot of places. <laughs> Heavy's not that effective there either because the range is too big. It's unless you've got like some serious support come with you. Well, I mean, it's, that's why that the, I think the main problem with that that whole point is that because the point is up on the spire, 
no one ever goes to the right. No one ever, everyone stops going through the building because it's like, oh no, we have to defend the spire. But you could also attack the midpoint by going through the building where you've got all that cover. Sort of. But then you still have a stretch to the spire from there that's fairly open. You still have to walk across from, from right to yeah, left, but, across yeah. the entire... Well, I meant more for attacking than defending. Yeah, I know, but so you, 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 yeah, you've still got quite a lot of space to get across. But you only have to, you cut out the little window from the balcony and you're straight into the houses, really. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> I can't these levels well enough. I think the distance is quite long. Team Fortress levels. Because it's round the, you're not in sniper range anyway, because the sniper's coming down from mid are always up, up against the wall where the barrel is. Yes, they're in that, either that middle window above the door down below, or the, all that little bit of balcony on the right, yeah. where you can stand right really far back. Yeah. If you're coming out next to the spawn door, you're probably okay. Or more okay. Or just play scout. <laughs> well, yeah, defense isn't so bad on that point, but attacking is a right bastard. I don't know. Attacking seems to get that point quite easily most of the time. It's like that point is almost not a point know. to fight over. I don't know. I don't you're, know. Even, you're even fighting over mid or you're fighting over last. Oh, well, true. But it always, it always seems to end up being, I don't know, I don't know. I think it fine when you get to the spire that that's where the sort of game sort of stalemates a bit. But then, yeah, even one team pushes in to fight towards the end. In the middle of that, those spire points just seem to keep changing hands because it is so awkward. Yeah, you can't really defend it. No. There's nowhere to build sentries because, you know, you can't build a sentry on the balcony because it just gets sniped. And it's too that. open. Yeah. It's exactly, it's just, that's just what it is with that point is it's too open. I don't have a problem with it being right up high on the spire. It's just there's the route to the spire is so goddamn open. <laughs> it just, that game does not suit open spaces. You don't play classes at the rocket jump though. That's where they come into it. You can just go straight onto the spire. <laughs> yeah, but that's what I mean. The rest of the oh, that then makes the rest of the classes kind of useless at that bit. Play scout and never go there. Just run around the back and try yeah. and poke people. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I, I, I'm not a fan. <laughs> not a fan. You're not a fan of a lot of the good levels. <laughs> no, just that one and Granary. Granary's okay. Half the time you say granary. you don't like that. I, I no, I have bad experiences on Granary. I don't think the level is bad. I just I don't enjoy it that much. <laughs> you know, things, it, it, it seems to be one of those levels where there's usually one team rocking the other. Close matches seem few and far between on Granary. Hmm. It's actually okay. I think it's quite it's all right. It's because it's fairly linear design, I suppose. It's another level that doesn't lend itself well to defense. There's too many corners, so you can't really get sentries in without them being easily edgeable. It is pretty tricky. Isn't it? <laughs> it doesn't always end up in a bit of a stalemate towards between middle and second. Sometimes. Is that slightly more open area, really, again, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> Gives you a little more space to move and shoot. So, yeah. What else do I supposedly not like? Um, I can't remember. No, I can't remember. You don't like the bad levels, that's obvious. <laughs> Do you like Barn Blitz? I don't think you've told, said an opinion on Barn Blitz really yet. What is Barn Blitz? The new Halo one that ends in the giant barn. Oh, yeah, no, that's okay. Mm. That's okay. It's, it can, that can, that's a borderline level because it depends on, again, and that one's quite team dependent because there's so many of those little halfway routes. Yeah. That can be a right pain in the ass if your team is being dumb. Yeah. And not watching them. I tend to end up being the one that watches them because it's a uh, it's a good. Someone has to. I enjoy playing sniper on that level. 
quite a lot. I tend to do quite well as snipe on that one. Um, and I actually have some fairly, I actually have some fairly good runs as heavy on that one as well. It's kind of, it's kind of cool just to stand in the alcoves and wait for people to walk past and go blah. <laughs> Ah. Yeah, at them. Yeah. Ah. <laughs> yeah, I don't shoot them. I just stand there. Just start sending ah. voice messages. Ah. Ah. It's a shame it doesn't. Team Fortress doesn't have like the old Halo Two system of being able to hear people <laughs> nearby. Voice. Yeah, so you can just sort of go ah. out the corner. Or if you're a spy, you have to stay quiet. Like actually stay quiet. Obviously, be like, as a spy, you do sort of have to stay quiet anyway because if you can be send voice messages, that can totally give you away. Oh yeah, if you like stand behind a guy and just go. Hello, Stan. <laughs> it could be quite entertaining. I'm sure people have made key binding for that. Yeah. Like, as soon as you push the stand button, it sends a voice message as well. It doesn't be doubly annoying. <laughs> you get the blood and medicine. And of course, you get the classic spy tactic of why your cloak starts saying stuff to try and lure people away. <laughs> yeah. That was a good one. And while they're here. <laughs> yeah, basically. That would be awesome, actually. If they had, like, a, a bit of speech that actually just says, I'm over here. <laughs> Yoo-hoo. So that's that. And just in time, too. Oh, Team Fortress saves the day in terms of content again. There might have been... Oh, I forgot to mention Eve, of course. The missile patch hit and... Oh, nice. it looked really, that actually looks, uh, that, the, 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 the recent changes to that, like the gun turrets and the missile turrets, actually seem to make more of a, a coolness impact than I first thought, really. I thought, uh, who really cares? And it's like, actually, when you see your ship firing correctly and the bullets missing correctly, that does make quite a bit of difference <laughs> to the, to, <laughs> to, to, to nice. the visual awesomeness. Yeah. And then a bunch of other stuff in that patch that I don't really care about. Improved warfare mechanics and factional warfare has got, uh, improved somehow makes very little difference to you I was thinking about I should because at one point I did have Dan's old character on my account mm-hmm. in Factional Warfare being a shitty frigate pilot oh yeah I remember <laughs> <laughs> I did have him in that at one point but I might have to go back to that because I wasn't You're gifting me a stealth bomber thing <laughs> yeah, you can't fly combat. that <laughs> sorry he can't fly that and also you can't fire the bombs in the wow. high space so you'd have to use the stupid cruise missiles which is only somewhat effective but yeah, I was thinking, at one point I was thinking about training him up somewhat as well. Because it's like, I, what skills do I even need to train on my main character any longer? <laughs> it's like, I've got them all, so I might as well not and train up a secondary character. But then it's like, I'm not putting points in my main character, and that just feels wrong. Yeah, <laughs> what, what do you mean? The ships kind of look a bit like a bow, so could you fit a giant boomerang? <laughs> <laughs> Bombo launcher. <laughs> well, just imagine how destructive that could be. You're firing an enormous ship-sized chunk of metal at things. You're already firing enormous ship-sized chunks of metal at things. That's the whole point of it. <laughs> You don't really fling ships, do you? I don't know, 1,400 mil cans. <laughs> well, I suppose that is frigate-sized, I guess. <laughs> well, not quite. Not for the E-frigates, anyway. They're pretty big. Like 100 metres. Or something. I don't know, 50, 60. For shuttles. Something like that. <laughs> I'm sure there are projectiles bigger than the frigates, or the, the tiniest ships. I don't know, actually, because once you get into the siege weaponry, they get, they, instead of just getting bigger, they get multiplied. Oh, so yeah. it's like, the, you have like 800 mil autocannons on battleships, but then once you go up to the siege autocannons, they're like, four times 1600 mil! <laughs> oh, I see. <laughs> yeah, that makes sense. Can we patent the boomerang? Post this podcast to yourself. Why not? <laughs> is that how patent? That's copyright, is it? Oh, yeah. 
It's the other one. Uh, I don't think you can. If you want to pattern it, you have to draw a design up, so. Uh, we could do that. <laughs> it's better than that. I'm too lazy. I don't think the back of an envelope job is going to work here. No. Could do. Can I patent my boomerang? I, feel, I don't know, because I... We'd have to describe the mechanism for that. Yeah, do you Spinning around to, that, that front yeah, part. Yeah, we have to get the metal bit right. It's like, how accurate do you have to be with a patent, really? Because, I mean, those, like, perpetual motion really. machines, so it's not like you have to make a prototype that actually works. That's true. <laughs> what, are there some of those patents? Yeah. Might need to wrap this up. You know, coming to the end of this cast. That's just gonna, that's gonna just about do it. Thank God we can open some windows. We can open some windows because it's a nice sunny day. Fuck you, Summer. And we've been (laughs) Fuck you! Already! Yes, let's record some of us talking about video games while we're inside. (laughs) Excellent. Right, well, catch you next time, uh, on the side predictions for the next two weeks. Uh. Dwarf Fortress. (laughs) Yes. There you go. Either either Mass Effect 3 or Saints Row the Third. Right. Look forward to that, and we'll catch you next time. Bye! Yeah! Bye! Click on it till it dies. <laughs>